This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, March 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania State Police arrested and charged a Montgomery County woman with murder, DUI, and other related offenses following a crash that killed two state troopers and a pedestrian on 95 in South Philadelphia. 21-year-old Jayana Tanay Webb of Eagleville is charged with third-degree murder, homicide by vehicle while DUI, homicide by vehicle, manslaughter of a law enforcement officer in the second degree, driving under the influence and other charges. Cameras surrounded Webb as she made her way to a police cruiser on Tuesday morning. The deadly crash occurred shortly before 1 a.m. Monday on 95 southbound near the stadium complex just north of Broad Street. According to state police, the troopers were responding to reports of a man walking along 95. Authorities said troopers were helping the man who has since been identified as 28-year-old Reyes Rivera Olveras of Allentown uh, back into the cruiser. Police said at the time Webb attempted to drive past the scene at a high rate of speed. Um, there was reports that they actually pulled her over prior to her speeding past them okay. um, and then either told her to wait or let her go. Not exactly sure. Uh, they haven't confirmed that. Uh, state police said that she fatally struck Trooper Mack, Trooper Siska, uh, and the pedestrian, as well as the cruiser. This is so horrific, but I was reading um, that uh, she had apparently posted on Twitter a few weeks ago, I'm the best drunk driver ever. Oh, oh really? God, I didn't seriously? Hear that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I was hoping not to hear any of this. I was hoping I it was just a tragic accident. You know, you don't want to add one more layer of, of bad I know. to it, this. It, it, as you know if it I mean? could get worse. I know. Yeah. Uh, and the one trooper's wife was pregnant. The Ugh. other one oh, has man. two yeah. daughters. Um, and, you know, and listen, even sh- this is what she did, uh, you know, and it is her fault. But, like, it's ruined her life yeah, as exactly. well. I mean, she killed three people. Uh, I don't know much about the pedestrian that she hit. But, um, and then, you know, and ruined her life. Yep. According to police, the impact was so great, it threw the troopers into the northbound lanes of 95. Webb remained at the scene. She quietly cried in the courtroom when she was denied bail during her arraignment Tuesday night. Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Krasner said the office will seek to ensure Webb is held accountable for her alleged actions that resulted in this senseless loss of life. A tornado tore through parts of New Orleans on Tuesday night, spawned by a storm that produced multiple tornadoes through parts of Texas and Oklahoma, killing one person and causing multiple injuries and widespread damage. The National Weather Service retweeted a video of the tornado in the eastern part of New Orleans uh, that was visible in the darkened sky. The tornado appeared to start in a suburb and then moved east across the Mississippi River into the lower Ninth Ward of New Orleans and parts of St. Bernard Parish before moving northeast. It wasn't immediately known whether anyone was injured. While the metropolitan region is often struck by severe weather and heavy rains, it is rare that a tornado moves through the city. Did you see the footage of the red? It was like a pickup truck. It got turned on. Yeah. Spun around and then righted again by the tornado. Oh, my God. Yeah, it got flipped over on its side. It it was a truck? Yeah, it was was a, a pickup truck. It was flipped over on its side, stayed there for a little bit, and the wind twisted around and flipped it back off. Oh, my God. And the dude drove off. (laughs) Yep. I mean, listen, that is what they do in, like, Truck commercials. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. like, that would be... What, yeah, what kind of truck was it? They need to use that for their... Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> campaign? Ad campaign? Yeah. Here's the Here's video, the Kathy. Good. So you can see it on its side. Its wheels are, are facing sideways, and boom, it flips back, back over, up. and then it 
it takes off. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, scary. Crazy. High winds uprooted trees in Ridgeland, Mississippi, as a possible tornado past the Jackson area city Tuesday afternoon. But there was no immediate reports of any injuries or serious damage to buildings. Campus police at Mississippi State University uh, shared a photo of a large hardwood tree lying across the street. Many schools were closing early or canceling after school activities Tuesday in parts of Louisiana and Mississippi to allow students to get home before the weather deteriorated. Shelters open for residents who needed a place to stay while the storm traveled through. High water posed a threat to motorists early Tuesday in uh, Louisiana on several roads, including a stretch of Interstate 20 and several state highways after rain overnight, authorities said. And then in Texas, several tornadoes were reported Monday along Interstate 35, uh, particularly in the Austin suburbs of Round Rock, uh, as well as the northern eastern Texas and southern Oklahoma. Homes and businesses in at least a dozen Texas uh, counties were damaged, according to the Storm Prediction Center reports. Officials reported damage throughout Jacksboro, about 60 miles miles northwest of Fort Worth. Hillary Clinton tested positive for COVID-19. She tweeted Tuesday, the 74-year-old former Secretary of State uh, said that she is experiencing some mild cold symptoms, but said that she is feeling fine. Clinton said uh, that her husband, former President Bill Clinton, who was 75, tested negative, adding that he will quarantine until the household is fully in the clear. (laughs) Clinton is the latest of several political figures to recently test positive for the virus. Last week, former President Barack Obama announced that he tested positive as well. Uh, He said at the time that he was feeling fine other than a scratchy throat and then uh, the White House press secretary announced that she tested positive and this is her second time. She also tested positive in October of 2021. Uh, President Biden who I guess had two uh, socially distanced meetings with her has tested negative so far. COVID-19 cases in the United States have fallen sharply over the past two months but cases are rising again in the UK uh, thanks in part to the Omicron subvariant BA2. However, former FDA commissioner and current Pfizer board member Dr. Scott Gottlieb told Face the Nation on Sunday that he doesn't expect a big wave of new infections in the United States. In sports this morning. The Sixers, who are 44 and 27 and are in third place in the Eastern Conference, are on the road tonight with a game in Los Angeles against the Lakers, who are 31 and 41 and in ninth place in the conference. Tip-off in L.A. will be at 10 o'clock. The Flyers lost last night, this time to the Red Wings in Detroit. Jake Ronner scored twice, and the Red Wings won for only the second time in nine games, beating the Flyers 6-3. Joel Farabee, Oscar Lindbaum, and James Van Riemsdyk scored for the Flyers, who made it 4-3 in third before giving up two empty net goals at the end of the game. They'll be in St. Louis tomorrow night as the road trip continues. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And at spring training, the Phillies beat the Tigers 7-2 yesterday afternoon in Clearwater. The team and Nick Castellanos officially agreed to a five-year deal expected to be worth $100 million. Mm. Castellanos has been one of baseball's best offensive players over the past several years, hitting 309 with 38 doubles, 34 home runs, and 100 RBIs last season with the Cincinnati Reds. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you, Kathy. And a Wednesday we've arrived. Let's go with our word of the I'm sorry, our secret text word today. We have a chance for you to win WWE 2K22. It is uh, tickets uh, for this event, and it's the biggest... No, wait. No, I think it's a video game. It's a video game. But you can still watch the video game. Yeah, you can watch it. We'll give you tickets to watch the video game. Uh, So anyhow... Actually, Jace would like that. (laughs) All right. Well, anyhow, uh, The Rock, Sasha Banks, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and more, they will all be involved in this 
WWE Superstar event or game, I should say, available now on Xbox One, Xbox X, and S, and PlayStation 4. And I should have read this stuff ahead of time. <laughs> PlayStation 5, go, too. Go with it. Sorry. All right, so we have that. Text word secret 39333. We'll send a word by TS to call later on Designate Caller. Where's that? Hey. And hey. we'll get a random texter as well. We'll give away that prize. We're also going to go on Fox Good Day today. We have joining us on the program Mr. Tom Papa. Yeah, hey. At the Keswick Theater on Saturday at 8 p.m. He's fantastic. One of the best. We'll talk to him about uh, 8.20 or so this morning. And... Mr. Skin will be joining us. The 23rd Annual Anatomy Awards are taking place. This so. has now become something I look forward to as well. I do, too. Because he, you know, you know his whole rap, but the truth of the matter is he really has a uh, a comprehensive view of these movies. I uh, I love Mr. Skin. He's, he's great. great. He's a lot of fun, and uh, he's got a uh, cool look into nudity in cinema and television. So... We'll do that around 9 o'clock this morning. So a few things happening, and we got to recap some of the MMR madness activities from yesterday. We had an upset that we will uh, bring you up to speed on in case you do not know what the results were. Uh, and we'll remind you about what's coming up later on today as we kick that off again at noon. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report and Super Question awaits. Be with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're giving away another $150 Fogarty Show gift card. And the question that I have set aside for you this morning, how many stars in the Big Dipper constellation? Uh Like, you know, sometimes constellations have sub-constellations or they're part of another one. Yes. Just that dipper part. Just the dipper. Yep. How many, you know, the the whole thing with the handle and all, how many uh, stars are in the Big Dipper? Ursa Major, 215-263-WMMR. We'll mention some birthdays. Today, Wednesday, March 23rd, uh, Perez Hilton, the celebrity blogger, real name Mario Lavandiera. What happened to him? He is 44. Yeah, I guess. Still has his sight. Uh, uh-huh. he, he took a more benign uh, step. Remember, yeah. early on, he was very incendiary. Yeah. He'd write very, very caustic things and draw semen splashes across people's faces and all that stuff. Uh, he now has his uh, he has a couple of children, I guess. He realized he was being a bully. Yeah. yeah. He was being a bully. And he was bullied when he was younger. And right. he was like... What am I what doing? Am I doing? He turned oh, it really? So, yeah. Uh, okay. I have to admit, I hardly ever check his site. Used to yeah. check it all the time. It used to be a regular, because he yeah. did dish the dirt. He man. did. And yeah. he was one of the first, like, aggregators, too. Like, he'd, he'd pull in from different sites and do yep. that. But there we go. He's 44 today. Princess Eugenie. Eugenie. <laughs> Your daughter. One more time, Case. Okay. Eugenie. Uh, Britain's Prince, Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson. That's their younger daughter. Did she just have a, she just had a baby herself? Princess I'm, I'm not sure she very well could have. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh 32. No, she's a today. fan of the movie Rat Boy. Is oh, she? Well, yeah, why yeah. not? Well. Her name, you know, Eugenie. <laughs> uh, so she is 32 years old today. Uh, it's also Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan. Yeah. Chuck a con, 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 Ch
Khan is 69 years old today. I think touring. I think they're coming into town soon. No kidding. Yeah, Maybe. I saw the name in headlines recently. Let me see if I can find it. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> She's a great singer, man. She's pretty badass. She's, She's done studio work for other people as well, right? Yeah. She's one of these gals that, that uh, even though she's famous, was kind of just a smidge step below. Yeah. Like in... Um, I think it's uh, Whitney Houston's I'm Every Woman. She sings a backup part on that, and that's why Whitney's going, Chuck-on, in the song. Oh. Which I think is, is why... Uh, Love it does it in that. Does he do that? In that song, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think he does. I'm every woman, but it was kind of a, a, an a, acknowledgement, a, an acknowledgement of calling her name out like the Whitney Houston song. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he did that. So anyhow, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find that segment of that song later right, on for you, right. Casey, because I know you're a big Whitney Houston fan. I love her. Uh, she is 69 today. Carrie Russell, who played. Felicity. Oh, Felicity. <laughs> yes. I, I went to the Americans. Felicity. Felicity cuts her hair. Remember, that was a big... And that ruined her career. ruined yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. She was so, going for that big mop. She is so hot. She is so sexy. And in the Americans, um, like, wait. I've how- not watched the Americans. Okay. What's, what's it about? Tonight on the Americans, <laughs> uh, Felicity gets information for Soviet Russia. Her and her husband are Soviet um, uh, spies. spies. Yeah. Okay. And they're living in America as Americans. And, okay. uh, yeah. And, and the guy in it is really good. Her husband. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, aren't they an item themselves? Yeah. They, they became real an item yeah, on the show. Maybe. I believe so. But I'm looking at her in, in the you know, first couple episodes. I'm like, why is she not in more things? Like, she is just a bombshell, man. Yeah. She's 46 uh, today. Uh, Richard Greco. Oh, Booker. You see, you see right through me, Richard Greco. <laughs> Was that his... <laughs> He, he was after oh, 21, 21 Jump Street, Street and then he became Booker, right? Okay. Oh, I don't know. I guess so. So that was his. That's what brought him onto the scene. Present. It was Twenty One yeah. Jump Street. He was. Uh, he was an, uh, added as a character to Twenty One Jump Street. I remember and that. Then had a spinoff series, Booker. So that was his character from Twenty One Jump Street. Right, the guy right. spinoff. Okay. There's a great uh, outtake, and he was funny on It's Always Sunny. But uh, Charlie says to Glenn, he goes, it's uh, Richard Creco. He's the man, right? And 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 and, and uh, Glenn goes, yeah, he's got a man. No, no, he's not the man. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's definitely uh, an eyeliner guy. Oh my god! And kind of <laughs> has that almost not full Johnny Depp appearance, but kind of that a little yes. bit flirts with that kind of almost gothy rock wannabe rock star uh, look. Enough to make you ask, are you in a band? Right? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he is fifty-seven. Uh, actress Amanda Plummer. Right now, Yolanda. Yep, she played Yolanda in Pulp Fiction. You are correct. Isn't she also? <sighs> Or maybe I'm, I'm way off on this. In um, the uh, God, she's an Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. Isn't Pet she, Cemetery. Isn't she the eighties oh, one? The daughter. The the, daughter. The, no, no. I mean the the sister yes. who had uh, spinal meningitis. Is that her? It might be her. Or it looks Re- a hell of a really lot like her. Scary looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was sick and and gaunt and and messed up. That might have been her, Steve. She's great in the Fisher King. I love that she's movie. Excellent. Um, she's uh, great in So I Married an Axe. I love her yeah. in that. She's and excellent. She's nuts she's in that one. Yep. Christopher Plummer's daughter. That is correct, yeah. yeah. So she turns 65 today. Uh, NBA star Jason Kidd has his birthday as well. So he's the coach of the Mavericks. There's a funny story last week because the Sixers played the Magic. Not the Magic, the, the Mavericks uh, at home. And 
Doc Rivers, he asked Doc Rivers, the coach for the Sixers, hey, where should we eat? Doc gave him a suggestion, so he knew where he was eating, and Doc ended up, like, calling up and, and taking care of the bill. The lady didn't know who was who Doc Rivers was. She, was, she says, oh, that your dinner is all taken care of. It's being comped by Dr. Rivers. Dr. Rivers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so he's 49 today. Catherine Keener. I love her. Great right. actress. Yep. Uh, being John Malkovich, uh, the 40-year-old virgin. Oh. She's hilarious. Adam in. Project is yeah. the latest thing that she's She's the in. bad guy in the Adam Project. Oh, did um, you watch it? Yes. It's so good. Really liked it. She actually plays two different characters. She plays her younger self and her older self. And uh, she's uh, freaky and get out. Oh, my yeah. God, yeah. Oh, my God, yep. yeah. Uh, she is celebrating her 63rd birthday today. And then the last one to mention is actress Michelle Monaghan. Uh, Gone Baby Gone, Maid of Honor. Uh, she was in Mission Impossible 3. Guilty Pleasure is Pixels for me. I know a lot of oh, people didn't yes. like it, but I enjoyed that movie. She's a, she's a lovely lady. She is a lovely She's <laughs> Absolutely. beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Reach. You might be coming up later on in the oh, show, really? by the way. Yeah. Well, then I'll oh, keep my pants off. to let you know. Okay. So she is uh, 46 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. How many stars will you find in the constellation of the Big Dipper? 215. This is according to my source. 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Woody. Hey, Woody. Uh, good morning. Sorry to bother you. What? Nah, I, we just need to know the answer. How many stars in the Big Dipper, dude? Seven. Seven. Hey. You got it. All right, hang on the line. That's from Random Trivia Generator that I got that. And since you got it right, Woody, $150 Fogo to Show gift card. And you can try the new favorites like their fire-roasted uh, picana. Somebody said I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. I saw some text yesterday, and I don't picana? know. Picana? Is that right? Yeah, P-I-C-A-N-H-A. Picanha? Picanha? I don't know. Anyhow, originally, all I know is it's good because it's a Fogo, dude. Yeah. Uh, richly marbled ribeye as part of their full Trasco experience, and you can pair them with Fogo's extensive collection of South American wines. Make a reservation for Center City or King of Prussia at Fogo.com. A judge in California has terminated Amanda Bynes' nine-year conservatorship yesterday. Uh, the actress was placed in a conservatorship in 2013 after struggling with mental health issues. Bynes said in a statement, in the last several years, I've been working hard to improve my health so that I can live and work independently, and I will continue to prioritize my well-being in this next chapter. I was thinking about the history of this thing, and, and like the first signs we were seeing that there was something amiss, and uh, you remember the, the tweeting out of she wants Drake to murder her vagina, yep. and then she set that fire in somebody's driveway. Yeah, and, then uh, she and that was her tattooing her face, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, she just, like, like I've said many times, she just started to get this vacant look about her. Right. And, you know, she was just this... Bubbly, fun, yeah. great personality, and then all of a sudden it just went. Whoosh. I would say she is a different person now, but a together person. I hope so. So she's become something other, but stable, and yeah. and that's a win. She just always seems so likable, and, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, funny, and and I feel terrible that that she had um, a, a mental, you know, switch. Uh, it's can... like the switch you had when uh, you found out Sydney White was Snow White. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I probably watched that movie like twice, and then I finally realized, oh, it's a riff on Snow White. I had one yesterday. What? Uh, there's a line in the, the Smash Mouth song, uh, and he was looking kind of dumb with his finger and his thumb and the shape of the L on his forehead. Yeah, on her forehead. On her yeah, forehead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'd never realized that, like, he was doing the L. You on didn't the know? No. 
No. The loser thing on your forehead? That's I'm, funny. I'm on the back porch, and I'm like, oh, he was That's doing great. the loser thing. Oh. Oh. Was you the song are, on, or you, were you just thinking about the lyrics? I was just singing the lyrics, okay. Casey. I need to call him up. <laughs> Who is this? You guys are cute. This happens to me, like, every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, another one. God, do you remember doing that, though? That, that oh, was yeah. a big part yeah. of the thing. Loser. I still yeah. think that's pretty fun. Well, yeah. you're looking kind of dumb. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I know. Except I always forget which hand to use. It's your right <laughs> hand. I know. <laughs> I, made it a point. I made it a point to always remember. All right. <laughs> uh, so she continued in her statement saying, I'm excited about my upcoming endeavors, including my fragrance line, and look forward to sharing uh, more when I can. Uh, the end of Bynes conservatorship was supported by her parents. Her attorney, Tamar Armanak, uh, said, both mother and daughter I know are happy to restart relationship. That doesn't include the conservatorship. That doesn't include the conservatorship and focus on the endless possibilities available to Amanda now that the conservatorship is over. Um, listen to enough rap music, and there are so many double entendres that are just kind of, <laughs> believe it or not, they are, uh, wow, that was actually pretty um, clever. Clever, yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anne Boleyn actress Jody Turner-Smith posted some steamy pictures to Instagram on Monday alongside her husband, Dawson's Creek star Joshua Jackson. In the slideshow, Turner-Smith can be seen posing nude on a balcony nude. at the Waldorf Astoria Beverly Hills Ugh. before Critics Cho- the Critics' Choice Awards. Wearing nothing but a Bulgari silver headpiece, Turner-Smith let the fresh air fully embrace her body. Uh, in a couple of the photos, Jackson stands behind her, already decked out in his tuxedo. Together, they created some saucy stills. Is she, in fact, she's the one who plays Anne Boleyn, right? She is, yeah. Saucy stills. Uh, saucy stills. <laughs> That's snazzy. Uh, she captioned the post, uh, the cat that got the cream. What? And Jackson commented saying, you're talking about me, right? I'm the cat that got the cream because, wow. So there you go. They had a moment. Not, you know. uh, so it seems that the Scooby-Doo gang looked a little different behind the scenes. From a new book titled Into Every Generation a Slayer is Born, How Buffy Staked Our Hearts, Sarah Michelle Geller opened up to Evan Ross Katz about her time on the show. And she had said... I think that, unfortunately, the set we were on and the world we were in was pitting us against each other. I think it would have been different if it was today. It would have been a very different relationship, but we have a great relationship now. So other co-stars have commented on the unfavorable work environment that Joss Whedon had created. In 2021, Charisma Carpenter said Joss has a history of being casually cruel. He's created hostile and toxic work environments since his early career. I know because I experienced it firsthand. Repeatedly, he was mean and biting, disparaging about others openly, and often played favorites, pitting People against one another to compete and vie for his attention and approval. This was said often, and Liza yeah. Dushku said the same thing on that show, uh, Dollhouse, uh, which was a Joss Whedon series. Rumors about the cast feuding have circulated for years. Geller said, look, we worked really hard hours. We were young. We had ups and downs. Everybody had arguments. There were times when David Boreanaz could be a handful. Uh, he never really was to me, but I'm sure he was. And I'm sure I was the same way to people also, right? It, was, it wasn't it was rosy. Nobody gets along all the time. And Allison and I had moments. Uh, there's no question, but you're young, she said. Now, they're talking about a reboot of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And um, so who would be cast in that project? Sarah Michelle Geller in an interview, uh, said that she knows who she would pick. Uh, she said, I vote Zendaya. Oh, to be the that's a perfect choice. Yeah. 
Uh, Buffy and Angel co-star Julie Benz, who played the vampire Darla on both series, agreed with the casting, calling the choice amazing. Writer Monica Owusu-Breen, who was also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was tapped to uh, way back in the summer of 2018 to lead a new incarnation of Buffy, which was announced as an inclusive new take on the story that would feature an actress of color in the leading role. I loved the series. Yeah, you were a big fan. I of that. loved it, and I loved the video game that they uh, they did the first video game they did out of the gate. Um, and I loved Angel. I, the whole universe was really wonderful. Uh, though initial reports dubbed the series a reboot of the original concept itself, a reboot of a more comedic feature uh, in the film, Christy, with Christy Swanson as Buffy, uh, Owusu Breen eventually shifted that narrative, noting that she could never replace the original characters. Instead, she suggested it might be time to meet a new Slayer. So we'll see if they move forward on that. Well, after much shock and outrage over West Side Story star Rachel, Rachel Zegler not being invited to this year's Oscars, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences reportedly slipped her an invitation. Uh, I'm busy. I don't really have any other um, info on that. According to the Hollywood Reporter, she has now been invited to be a presenter oh. at the award show. So not just invited. No. Yeah. I thought one was like one of those McDowell visits where you end up parking cars at the party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they say that uh, that she has been invited and we'll, we'll wait to see uh, the details on that because she had... Uh, 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 through a Twitter thread, she had said essentially she wasn't invited, even though she's in a movie that's up for tons of awards. I wonder how many times. I mean, you know, there are a lot of movies. Obviously, you have what is it still nine Best Picture nominations? Ten. Ten now. Yeah. So uh, all those people, a lot of people, do invite. And I'm, you know, but yeah. I mean, it's not like she was fourth tier. She's right. the star of the freaking movie. Yes. And it's yes. a big theater. Yeah. yeah. Plenty it, of seats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they can get folding chairs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Tom Hanks is cementing his reputation as one of the nicest and most down-to-earth stars by reportedly making time for some residents in Pittsburgh. Hanks is in town filming a movie called A Man Called Otto, and he is being seen out and about around the city. Uh, Photographer Grace Rowland told the publication uh, that she, bride Grace Gwantley, and her bridesmaids were leaving the Fairmount Pittsburgh on Saturday when Hanks decided to join uh, the party. Uh, Rowland said... So we're all walking from the hotel to the limo, and out of nowhere, he pops up and says, Hey, my name is Tom Hanks. Can I take a photo with the bride? Uh, She said, We all started screaming, and we were pretty much in shock. And uh, this isn't the first time that the wedding party, uh, the wedding party that Hanks has uh, crashed, brides in California. And New York happily obliged when the star has asked to take a picture with them on their big day. Uh, she said that Hanks posed for some photos with the bridal party and his wife, Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson. Yes. Oh, my God. That's such a wonderful couple. <laughs> yes, you know, I knew you'd be back. You know, Tom likes to crash those wedding photos. Yeah. That's the kind of guy he is. And Rita just jumped right in. And Rita was okay with it, too. She, Absolutely. She She's was, a sweetheart. She makes a hell of a couscous. Uh, she jumped in uh, with some of the pics for them as well. Uh, Ashley, God, I've, I've never got the chance to have a threesome with those. Oh, two. No, no, yeah, that's yeah. Wild. You know what? I'll tell you what I'd do, and I, this, <laughs> a lot of people would be surprised to hear this. I'd focus my attentions on Tom. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, Rita would be sloppy seconds. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you're a giver. He's such a thespian. You're very generous. With I, I absolutely with my mouth and my <laughs> lower regions. Okay. All right. Huh. I mean, I give willingly of my esophagus. <laughs> you didn't work the camera oh for Hulk God. Hogan. What's that? Right? You worked the Absolutely. camera for Hulk. Absolutely. That was a tough one, though, because he's got a <laughs> unit like a carport. <laughs> 
You give your esophagus willingly. Absolutely. Okay. No hey. gag reflex. All right. All right. I picked that up after working with Kathy Lee for years. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had to fight your extra gag every goddamn morning. <laughs> You okay with using your hands, too? Absolutely. Okay. All right. I, I use other people's hands, too, if necessary. Okay. Here, hold this. Uh, Ashley Glass. I got to use my mouth. <laughs> Ashley Glass and her two-year-old son, Charles, got to meet Hanks as he was filming near their home. Hanks spotted her with uh, the youngster watching and walked over to chat with them. She said, I hurried up and got my phone. He came over and was talking to us, uh, and I was starstruck. I didn't even know what to say, so he continues to just be a nice You know what's interesting to find right, out? That's the that there's a, a Fairmont in, uh, in Pittsburgh. I didn't know that. I know oh, really? Rick, you're a fan of those. A, yeah, they're great hotels. They're wonderful hotels. They're comfortable. And I didn't realize. That might be a reason to head back over to Pittsburgh. They have yeah, a nice, uh, nice thread count. They have a concierge floor that's a lot of fun. You get uh, yeah. soft drinks and uh, coffee uh-huh. anytime, day and night. Wow, right. so it's uh, complimentary? Yeah, or it's like staying? on the third floor. It's that's a beautiful. discreetly hidden <laughs> okay. There's that one uh, region, the Canadian Rockies. I don't know if you've seen that picture. Yes, I want to go to that one. <laughs> Out in the rural area, it's just completely rustic and bucolic. In other words, that mean pretty outdoors. Hey, aren't you dead? Yes, I am. I've been dead for quite a while. I'm stinking up a storm. Shouldn't we hear you from heaven? uh... No, I come down every once in a while. Oh, you actually do? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually possessing Kathy right now. (laughs) All right. uh, Page Six reports on Tuesday, a week after the Vanderpump Rules star announced... That they were uh, going separate ways. Katie Maloney filed for divorce from Tom Schwartz. Uh, Maloney and Schwartz were together for 12 years. You know Katie Maloney. And, he doesn't stand for Maloney. And uh, each shared their own statement about the breakup on Instagram last week. So I had my exposure to, the, the, I guess, Lisa Vanderpump is her name. And she was on that um, dog show that... Uh, Oh yeah, with Rebel Wilson. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the judges. It is just I only annoying. bring up these stories because isn't there a tie to Cavallari, or is that something totally that's, different? That's totally different. different. But You're... no, but bring it up because this the the Vanderpump Rules has been a a long standing hit, one of the earlier reality shows, and I think All Vanderpump right. Rules was an offshoot of one of the Housewives shows. Oh, okay. All uh, right. I'm, if, you know, oh. it's all incestuous. Now I feel bad about reporting it. Yes, you're right, Steve. It was uh, Housewives of Beverly Hills, and uh, that's where you got Lisa. Right. Okay. You know, she's I, a pig. Us. Wow. Oh, my God. Well, I can say that. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So sue me. <laughs> See you in heaven. Us Weekly reports that former Bachelorette star Caitlin Bristow said that she will be sad oh. uh, to not be hosting the next season of The Bachelorette. On her uh, Off the Vine podcast recently, she said... Why are you so sad, Caitlin? Uh, She said, I want to support Gabby and Rachel and uh, be there for them so bad. She's the one with the Letterman gap between her teeth, right? Is that her? I don't know. Okay. Uh, She said, I think it makes sense to have a woman being there for them. I will be sad. Sad. So sad. Sad. However, uh, she added that it was a blessing in disguise saying that she wants to prioritize being at home with Jason and the dogs. Oh, no, different one. Okay. And start planning my wedding and catch up on my business. I'm sorry, who's Jason? Who are the dogs? I don't know. <laughs> Jason and the dogs. Jason Tardic. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so, so hang on, hang on. She talks about it like the, the beginning of that sentence sounds as if she is a mother, right? Yeah, and yeah. so she's like, I just want to be at home and prioritize my time with... There's no children involved. There's just a couple of dogs. Husband and the dogs. And the dogs. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. right. Well, she wants to catch up on her, her wedding and catch, she wants to plan her wedding and catch up on her business. Okay. Too. And she likes ketchup. 
Um, let's see. Yesterday, Jennifer Aniston posted to Instagram in celebration of Reese Witherspoon's birthday, along with a photo of the two actresses on an episode of Friends. Aniston wrote, it's somebody's birthday today. My little sister, co-anchor partner in crime, I love you, you sweet ray of sunshine. Uh, let the love pour in and happy birthday. So they love each other. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they love each other. Uh, for those of you who watch the morning show, do their characters like each other? No. No. Mm-hmm. They work together. Okay. So uh, according to E! News, Heroes actress Hayden Panettiere uh, posted on Instagram on Tuesday in memory of Chelsea Lately comedian uh, Donnie Davis, who passed away last month at the age of 43. Uh, she said, you never know how long you have with the people you love. My little bro- big brother was there for me through everything. I miss you, Donnie Davis. I didn't know that they... I'm, I wasn't familiar. No, neither am I. No. But I guess uh, they must have been very, very close for her to post that. It's interesting for uh, Hayden Panettiere, too, because her ex-husband is uh, Klitschko, right? yeah. who's the mayor, I think, of Kiev. And yes. um, so he's like... And he and his brother are literally like fighting on the front lines right now. Yeah. If wonder... you're going to get two dudes to fight, those are the dudes Oof. to get. Yeah, and, and they have a child together. So, yeah. you know, the father of her child is now in, in sort of the center of this uh, Russian yeah. Yeah. war. Yeah. I haven't heard anything thing about her being vocal about it, right. but she, that doesn't mean she's not. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious. She's over there as a sniper president. I had no idea. <clears throat> she was a superhero at one Absolutely. point on the show. So that show crapped. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that the Sex and the City reboot, and just like that, will return for its second season. Who's watching it? No. You guys, no. anybody? I have no, no interest. Marissa? Hold yeah. on. Yeah, Marissa's yeah. watching. What do you think, Marissa, uh, up for a second season? Um, it's good. Like, it very much could have ended at the end, and I was prepared for it to be over. Does, it seems like that was the original intent, and then it kind of did okay, right? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I was prepared for only one season and no more. Um, but it'll be good. They left it on a cliffhanger that they can follow up on. All right. <laughs> Executive producer Michael Patrick King said in a statement, I'm delighted and excited to tell more stories about these vibrant, bold characters played by these powerful, amazing actors. The fact is, we're all thrilled, and just like that, our sex life is back, he said. Uh, interesting story. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is set to star in a series about late-night TV legend Johnny Carson. According to a report by Deadline, Gordon-Levitt will play Carson in an extended biopic of his life and career. That is if the show gets picked up somewhere. Uh, the project is called King of Late Night, and it is written by Deadwood creator David Milch. It will follow Carson's career from New York City to Los Angeles to Las Vegas, tracing his rise to fame and his trailblazing performances along the way. And the show may also enlighten some fans about the, quote, more colorful aspects of <laughs> Carson's personal life. Carson did have colorful aspects. And how those clashed with his on-screen obligations. Yeah, he was, there was a time where one of his ex-wives claims that she, he was stalking her and breaking into her apartment. Oh, that's in the, 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 the book written yeah. by his longtime uh, um uh, a lawyer and friend and confidant, yeah. and, and the name escapes me. Nick, you read the book I as did, well. and I'm... Uh, uh, I keep thinking Baba Ganoush, but that's not it. Uh, something like Bushkin. that. Bushkin. Henry yes. Bushkin, yeah, that's right. That was a... There's Boltar, you said Baba, <laughs> I know, Baba I know. Ganoush. Man, that, that was a fast, wolf. fascinating book, Steve, because they went into his childhood and his marriages. And, and they and, did the break-ins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they did the break-ins, and he was talking early... Early on in his career, when he was just on, like, local access, I think it was in... It might have been Vegas or... Um, in L.A., he um, he would joke about Red Skelton. He was a big Red Skelton fan, the famous uh, comedian, performer, yeah. huge at that time. Red Skelton thought it was so amusing that for like a week he came down and on this little like 
Uncle Floyd kind of show and would sit there with, like, tape over his mouth and uh, you know, the, the joke would be, he's my guest, but he never lets him talk. And so Skelton did this whole thing for him, like uh-huh. this massive gift that put him really on the map. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, like, like a superstar level at that point. Uh, the series has reportedly been in development for about five years, and it just hit the marketplace. There's no word yet on whether any major outlets uh, or streaming service will be bidding on the show or not. So we will have to see, but that could be that could be a really interesting. Could be story. a real hoot. It could be. Yes. <laughs> um, let me see here. What else I have here for you? Oh, um, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Dolly Parton, Reese Witherspoon, and James Patterson are teaming up for a feature film adaptation of Run Rose Run. Uh, the book written by Parton and Patterson is about a young woman who moves to Nashville to pursue her dreams as a musician. And it was released on March 7th and reached number one in the New York Times bestseller list when she wrote it. I think she wrote an album of music that is inspired by a character in the movie. So there is a companion album that goes with the book. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. She can... She can sit down and crap out a song. Absolutely. Yep. And she could, you know, piss out melodies and yep. fart out, <laughs> you know, quatrains. Yep. <laughs> quatrains? <laughs> right. Well, they're kind of rhythmic and, and yeah. rhyme, and yeah, I could see that. Talent. It goes along with that, yes. All right. <laughs> One last story. According to TV Live, Christina Ricci is returning to the Adams Family franchise. She will be joining Netflix's Wednesday as a series regular. Uh, she will not be returning to the role of Wednesday. However, she will be playing a whole new character instead. I'm very interested to see what this show is. I, yeah. I, I think it's going to have a... a, a um, uh, obviously, the original material is darker in a funny way. I think this is going to be a little bit of humor, but darker, darker. Unless I'm misreading this. I wonder, uh, Steve, Do because you, your encyclopedic knowledge of uh, obscure actors... Do you know the girl's name who played play the original? Lisa Wednesday? Loring. Lisa Loring. Does she still act? No, she was on date, a daytime soap opera. She got involved with a a, a porn star. Oh, seriously? Yeah, and had a uh, had a bad run with. I, I don't. Because it would be great to see her have some kind of. a She cameo. probably could. You I know? mean, she's alive. Yeah, yeah. And so she fun. was on. I think as the world turns, she played a character called Cricket Preston. So the the uh, I used to watch The Guiding Light, which had the, the, the women that I thought was hot. You know, my elementary school years, I thought these women were hot, you know, on uh, Guiding Light. So that's how I got into that soap opera. And then she was on the one before that. And she was a, a, a you know a, a pretty woman, dude. Yeah. I remember I remember a character from one of the soaps we used to watch called Cricket, who was really hot. Was she a blonde? <laughs> Because that might have been darker all my hair. children. It's it's possible. Maybe there was a different cricket. Because yeah. I remember being a young <laughs> teenager going, I like you that. Yeah, well, it might have been. I have to look that up. I had a babysitter l- named Cricket. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. And then she got that nickname because when she was a baby, she rubbed her legs together like a cricket. And so that, that was her nickname. Her real name was Erica. Uh, but uh, everybody knew her as Cricket. There was a hot girl that went to our school named Cricket. Hmm. Stunning. It, it, cricket is is a more common name than I, I guess. Yeah. I just assumed that was like it's a one-off. Hot but... character on It's Always Sunny named Cricket. <laughs> cricket is the real, <laughs> the real street former, former clergyman who's yeah. just de- descended into madness, who, who gives, who gives um, sexual favors to dogs. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, he's that. Wow. Okay. He, yeah. All kinds of crickets out there. He had a tracheotomy, yeah. and the, the, a dog had its way with the tracheotomy. All right. Well, we are ready for clips. Let's get to them. Okay. Here's the deal. Mystery clips? I What? I th- I'm holding... <clears throat> I think these clips 
We forgettable? Miss forgettable. All right. All and right. that's why I want to do Mr. Do clips it. today. Casey's got the clips. So you can reveal. You can read the little yeah. uh, right. info thingy. All right. So remember, raise your hand if you know who it is. And I will pick the first hand I see it goes up. All right. All right. Here's the mystery clip. Clip number one. They're just so, it's so high tech and so ludicrous, a ridiculous oh. um, recipe that they bring in. But it's, of course, it's, it's nothing but fun to see the seriousness with which Tina Fey and Robert Carlock uh, approach that, that <laughs> team of of high tech, you know, Silicon Valley guys and girls. Who was right. first? Was I'm gonna Nick? give. I think it was Nick, but okay. I'm gonna give it to you because you're the host of the show. No, no, no. Oh. Go ahead, Nick. Right, go ahead. It's Holly easy. Hunter, Holly Mr. Hunter. Mayor. Oh my God! You even got the show. Yeah. Yes. Holly Hunter, Mr. Mayor. New episodes of <laughs> Mr. Mayor were gonna are gonna air Tuesday nights on NBC. I watched it? it last night. It's is a, it good. It's a funny show. And okay. She, yeah. Her dynamic with Ted Danson is really good. You can't go wrong. You know what? She's really good, and she is not. She's so much. She's, She's great in, yeah. but in uh, Batman v Superman, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, she's really good. Um, have they worked together before? Her and Ted Danson? I don't know. Okay, they seem like a good pair. Yeah. All right. Uh, next clip, and raise your hand when we know the answer. It's mystery clip morning. Here we go. If you can make people kind of, you know, smile a little bit, I might scare the living <laughs> out of people if I showed up to some Morpheus here. But yeah, that is that is fun, and and I, I do think that that you know once once you see people dressing up as that character's Halloween, you kind of know you hit a nerve. Kathy, <laughs> no, <laughs> Steve, That's a give me Jared Leto. Yep. Jared Leto, Morbius. Yeah, so Morbius is going to be in theaters on April first. I am Morbius. looking forward to this. Me I, too. I I did like the character. I didn't do a deep dive on the character, but we'll see how this goes. All right. he's, a, he's a solid actor. And um, that's April first. That is April first, and uh, he is a. a Kathy, you like or or dislike Anne Hathaway? Oh she does yeah, not no, like I Anne couldn't Hathaway. stand her. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not a big fan either. But uh, he and her are in a show on Apple Plus right now. It looks good. It, yeah, and I watched the first episode. <laughs> um, he he's a great actor. He's he a is. Really, really and this is kind of like, it's sort of like a culty business. Lead. Yeah, I think it's a true story. True story. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right, that's uh, Entertainment Report. We need to take a break. Don't forget, we have a secret text word chance for you to win WWE 2K22, and that is uh, available on Xbox One, Xbox X, and S, PlayStation 4, and 5, rated T for Teen. Text word secret to 39333. You might win before the show is up. A couple of ways to win. Tom Papa will be on our program, as well as some other guests. We'll tell you about more when we get back. Stay with us. MMR rocks Women's History Month. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Dorothy. This is Amy Lee. It's Joan Jett. It's Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm. Hi, I'm Mia Strauss. This is Jen and Corey. We're this from Skillet. What's up? Hey, it's Taylor Momsen from The Pretty Reckless. This is Lilith Star. Hey, y'all. It's Rebecca and Megan. Together, we're Larkin Poe. Rock and roll is visceral. Rock and roll is powerful. And so are the voices behind it. Women have always been and will always be a driving force in rock history. And our voices and our instruments are just getting louder every day getting louder every day every single day so from me everyone in hailstorm from evanescence from the pretty reckless from the black arts and wmmr 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 thank you thank you thank you for writing the next chapter with us wmmr saluting all the women who've rocked our world Go kill it, ladies. A couple things to uh, promote here quickly. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday. I want to mention again because I watched the video last night, and I don't know why. <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing, but the Daily Rush video of Paul McCartney is pissed. <laughs> it's just, Steve, you were killing me. Just the idea of Paul losing it and just getting so mad on stage. 
was cracking me up. Uh, the description says, Robert Plant borrowed Paul McCartney's bass and <laughs> broke it. Paul is not dead, but Robert is about to be. Uh, so you can follow us on Instagram for a first look at the Daily Rush video, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com. And also a new addition to the MMR Rock Shop. So from time to time, we'll throw in these bits of apparel yeah. uh, that are just kind of uh, spur-of-the-moment things. We had the Carpe Banana T-shirt <laughs> yeah. that, that act- I've actually seen people wearing. Yes, yeah. And I love that. I need to get a Carpe Banana shirt but now we have the new i got scared because dracula t-shirt <laughs> excellent that is now available it's actually i got scared cuz dracula and you can visit the mmr rock shop at wmmr.com and you can get yours today it's a black t-shirt <laughs> in some scary looking font with a silhouette of dracula himself and the word dracula is in blood red and dripping it looks great i got scared cuz dracula. dracula uh so that is now available and it's one of those things where if you wear it and another President Steve fan sees it, they'll be like, yeah, you're in the club. Uh-huh. And you, yep, uh-huh. yep. All right, I have to ask. So it says 100% combined and ring-spun cotton. Do we have the tri-blend no. option? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think these give you a, a uh, shirt option, yeah. but they give you, you know, All right. color and size. They and tend to be pretty good, though. Yeah. Pretty much it. Yeah. So nonetheless, I'm going to keep pulling for that tri-blend, man. Yes, because that's definitely the, best. the most comfortable shirt Uh, As far as these types that you can get, we think. All right, so I think that uh, it's time to expand our minds and head to the Just Saying Institutes because the scientists work very, very hard at compiling this information. The Just Saying Institute, home of the Regis Philbin Oral Sex Research Center (laughs) and Couscous Food Court. All right. Oh, you can visit both of those in the same day. I got to go by the Oral (laughs) Sex Research (laughs) Facility first. Uh, So... I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, we all have multiple social identities. Yes, I believe this 100%. Yeah, for example, employee, parent, friend, or even a fan of a particular sports team. Yeah, there's. Um, I studied this in college, believe it or not, as the role theory was... Uh was what I had studied where, you know, like wherever you go, you play these different roles in your life, and that is what, you know, so right here I'm, I'm a different person. I'm playing a different role than I am it's, when it, I'm at home. It's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you, you, when you're with, if you were with people who, who were your golf buddies, you'd be a, a different, you, you, it's not like right. you, you have lycanthropy and you're going to alter, you know, your genetics. It's, uh, you, but well, no. you, you're going to you're going to adapt and become slightly different to each group. And in fact, this study that was done by uh, University of Exeter researchers found that switching between these identities is effortless. It's yeah. just yeah. it's not you don't really have to think. Or do about you turn it. around like an impressionist? Go, right, right. <laughs> and and you you roll in and out of them. Researchers Anna Zinn said uh, we were surprised to find that these switches are extremely effective. People can switch quite rapidly. With no apparent difficulty, we might have little control over these switches. For someone working from home, it may be important to stay in a professional identity, but our findings suggest that you could easily be drawn away from it. Uh, The next stage of our research is to examine these possible drawbacks and whether steps such as having a dedicated workspace at home uh, can limit them. Well, because the the base of who you are, your base personality doesn't change. No, 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 not at all. But, I mean, you, you clear, like, so those who work in hospitality or something like yeah. that, um, they clearly have to take on 
a uh, almost a bit, a bit of a role or a different personality than I think that they normally are. More, they might be a really nice person, right? Yeah. But they have to kind of amplify that a bit, right? Maybe um, the word that comes to mind is more maternal or, or more. You know, you're 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 looking. Yeah. You're you're you know you're taking care of something or uh, people, right? Or right. they might be the complete opposite of what they are. You know, portraying themselves to be. Well, and they also yeah. mention uh, uh, you know fan of a particular sports team. And, you know, so there are people. There are are crazy fans that can, oh, yeah. that can turn into a wholly completely different. <laughs> right. Psychotic person, yeah. uh, over a fan thing uh, right. that can happen. Um, Do you find? I find that they. Uh, I, this is a dynamic that I sometimes um, I try to read about myself, which is if we're at a gathering, do do. I, I'm like in my mind. Do people want me to be do funny stuff? Because I, I can do that if they, mm-hmm. you know, want me to be the, right. the life of the party. Right. Or do I annoy them? Like in other words, I, I try to, mm-hmm. I try. I want to be. I want to be what people would like me to be. You know, and and be myself as well. But I, if if they're looking forward to something, I, I want to accommodate. Right. And sometimes I kind of find myself going, because <laughs> <laughs> I can go. You know, I I, I can go off the deep end as far as not stop joking. Right. And that's I think I would find that annoying. Uh, so I have that issue. Which, which Steve am I going to be at this gathering? Right. You right. know? Yeah. I haven't really had time to sit down and think about my various personalities. Well, I'm the connoisseur. I'm the historian. <laughs> yeah. I'm the stream of consciousness and the noticer. Mr. Devereaux. Mr. Yeah. Devereaux. But all that is under the umbrella of Preston yeah. Elliott. That is. It is. Yeah. Well, you know. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would assume that I have, uh, yeah, I've, I have a different uh Mindset that I go into and kind of uh, my my personality will not be exactly the same as what it is when I'm sitting in this chair. Maybe when you're when you're explaining like what we do on air, I always say, and I think we we fall pretty well within the realm of who we are all the time. About yeah. up about fifteen percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, yeah. You, you amplify things, but just we're a little pretty bit. close to what we are. Yeah. You yeah, know, and that's 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 what you endeavor to achieve. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but our our movement between these personalities apparently is is pretty effortless and seamless. Like you don't have to you know, you don't have to. It's work like you can turn on a dime. It's kind of like yeah. yeah. Thank you, Regis. Exactly. Which means I'm going to switch stories now. Uh-huh. So we're going to do that now. <laughs> um, so a new diagnosis has been added to the latest edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Now, that is a catalog of psychological conditions that is used widely by clinicians. I order from it all the time, and I never get them delivered. <laughs> well, this is what they use to diagnose oh, patients. Okay. It is the standard classification right. of mental disorders. So they've added a new uh, distinction, a new diagnosis, okay, which is interesting. And the new condition is called Prolonged Grief Disorder. Huh. Okay. <sighs> That's heavy. Prolonged grief disorder. So essentially, if something, if you just can't get over uh, this grief that you have, then then you may have this this condition. So it's characterized by incapacitating feelings of grief. Prolonged grief disorder happens when a person loses someone close to them uh, within at least six months for children and adolescents or within within 12 months for adults. So if it's still, if a loss is still crippling you after a year is what it sounds like to me, then you may have this uh, prolonged grief disorder. I was just thinking about this because I was watching a clip of Michelle Williams from the movie Manchester by the Sea. Mm. And uh, that is about the inability to process grief and to get past it. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I've... I've known people who have just, and your heart goes out to them because mm-hmm. they can't get past stuff like yeah. that. Sure, and it's like you know, you um, what do you do? Yeah, so not to uh, not to really bring the room down yeah. quite a bit, but my um, my stepmother, she lost her son to testicular cancer when right. he was like twenty two right. years old, right, or something yeah. like that. And it came on suddenly, like right, right. like a week, boom, and they didn't know it. And she still carries that very heavily, Jeez. and it's hard. And yeah, I understand yeah. it. It's 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 a kid, uh, but I mean, like the room hasn't been touched. Yeah, every year around this time uh, or that time of year is a very touchy time, oh, and it's just like so it's sad. yeah, it's crippling. Oh, yeah. So, do you think she would qualify for this? Maybe I wow. don't know. Not really sure because, like to me, that that does seem crippling. Grief is I I, I find it fascinating. Um, I, I have a specific example in mind because it hits different people differently at different times, right? And my my dad, when his mom passed away and my grandmother passed away. He dealt with it. He, he processed it. He kind of went into business mode, and um, uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to bring the remote room yeah. down either. But like we we buried her um, several months later. She, she was cremated. We took her ashes to her hometown in, in Wisconsin. So right. she she passed away in the fall. We didn't bury her ashes until the spring. And I remember this was like eight or nine months later. He was driving. We we flew into Chicago and we were driving up to Wisconsin, and that's when he lost it. Huh. You know, and it, so it, it, it took, took a, a while. really long time. And yeah. like he had to pull over. My mom got in the car. So for him, grief was. Hit him very, very differently. He's delayed. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, and if you've ever followed the stages, I don't yeah. know if it's yeah. grief, but those those five stages, it's yeah. like you can tick those off, and it's like it's just human nature to right. react in that order the way that you do. It's pretty wild stuff, well, man. I mean, listen, uh, the you know, the deceased, it goes without saying that they probably wouldn't want you to carry on that way. I say that all the time. And I will say this. Yeah. Uh, Chances are, I'm going to be the first one to check out. And I have all you guys. I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> wow. I don't think so. No, yeah. Casey, no. No, me. No, no. I think, no, I think it'll be me. No, I'm pretty sure it's going to be me. But anyway, I'm I telling you, categorically, I hope it's all. Of I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> In a plane crash. <laughs> that Preston, uh, Preston is the only one who finds the parachute. Oh, maybe. So there, there's no guessing. Got it. You, you don't have to say he wouldn't. I'm telling you right now, I don't want you guys to just give it, you know. Yeah. Five minutes, right. five minutes of grief, right. Right? All right? And then that's it. Move on. That's it. Move on. Well, anyhow, let me let me give you the, these signs. Okay, so what are we when, getting in the will? When the... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Casey's generous. Yeah. Well, years ago, uh, Nick claimed Seamus already. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is that cool? Yeah. That's still all right. So wait, this yeah. is if both your your no 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 no. I, I want go. your uh, yeah. tool shed. <laughs> we should we should make a list of things that we would leave each other. <laughs> I want your hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a hot tub. Okay? You're going to have to pry that from Rochelle's cold, dead hands. I'm going to leave Kathy my entire Batman. <laughs> yeah. okay. I thought you were going to say your Christmas decorations. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun exercise. Do this with your friends at work today. <laughs> Decide what you're going to... Yeah, let's chat about what you would leave each other <laughs> oh in your God. will. All right, so other signs. When the person's bereavement lasts longer than social norms, causes <laughs> distress or problems of functioning in important aspects of the person's life, you know, like paying bills and taking care of themselves oh, and stuff Nick, like that. Oh, Nick, you get my bills. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and your son. <laughs> where, where you're rendered literally, you, you can't conduct life's yeah. affairs. Yeah. So, uh, identity disruption, a marked sense of disbelief about the death, yeah. avoidance of reminders that that person is dead, mm-hmm. uh, intense emotional pain, intense loneliness, emotional numbness, good lord. I've never God, known I, someone... Uh, a feeling that life is I, meaningless. I've never known someone who was completely incapacitated right. over a long time. I've known people who, who, as you said, 
life has just taken, you, they can't get it back. They can't get back a sense of normalcy. It's, it's dramatically impacted, but not absolutely beyond right. being Repair. able to carry on their normal daily well, affairs. I, I know. So you're, you're describing someone I know, like everything you really? said. Really? No kidding. Yeah. Uh, so well, how do they how do they get on and buy? It's, it, it's hard. Yeah. Well, they, so so part of the deal is the inclusion of this of this di- diagnosis in this uh, <clears throat> manual uh, means that clinicians can now bill insurance companies for treating people for that condition. Mm-hmm. So oh, if before okay. you had an issue and they're like, sorry, you know, we we can't. You know, yep. Your insurance will pay for it. Oh, that's uh, good. So yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that, that's good news for people. We're gonna have to classify you as an infomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a real thing because then they don't get the help that they need because you know yeah, it's not afford, considered. That makes it even worse. But I wanted to mention there's this place because um, you're talking about it, and this is sort of what they deal with. But um, and I, I just learned about them, and I actually want to go out and, and visit the facility. But it's called Project Healing Hive, and it's in Phoenixville, mm-hmm. um, and they deal with trauma and grief like this and that that's prolonged and they sort of work with um your uh you know like your doctors and your therapists and this is um other things like they do um beehive therapy and okay. yeah wow. like like different things sure. like that but they work in conjunction with I your doctors. been right for quite a while <laughs> <laughs> i know we have the queen but i have some management things that i think i could help her out with but she's just not listening I, I, once a drone always a drone but come on no but <laughs> This guy just drones on and on. But she was telling me about that. Like, yes, about the bee, the bees, and um, well, it's like equine therapy and things like that. There are things that are that are. They do art therapy. uh, That's cool. Claire is my wife is getting into. I know you're beekeeping. She's getting into beekeeping, and that is an aspect that people always mention about this thing. I mean, she's in in like fully. Not that she needs it for that level, but I could see that being something that is soothing. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. What's the name of a camp? It's thing? called Project Healing Hive, and it's in Phoenixville. And they, they mainly bereavement is what they cover. Uh, okay, they, uh, yeah, that's that's a large part of what they do. Wow. Mm. Okay, interesting. By the way, Kathy, uh, this text says that Kathy, uh, Casey will die, and Kathy will plan funeral activities. She puts the fun in funeral. Hey. Hey. I'll plan your party. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't put me in a suit, by the way. Like when I'm in no, the uh, casket, please don't put me in. A, uh, no, no. In my Three off the roof. Something comfortable? Uh, Adidas pants. Fancy sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want me to go to this call? That's such a, I never heard that before. All right, let me go to Keith. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Hey, bow to your possum, bow to your shark. <laughs> wow. I vaguely remember wow. that, but I love that, Keith. What's up, man? Hey, man, just uh, I work in healthcare, and I work with a lot of old people, a lot of Alzheimer's patients, and it always just blows my mind that, you know, they're always, uh, my husband or my wife's going to pick me up tomorrow, and they're, their spouse has been gone for years. It's just always so sad, and nobody ever corrects them because... What's the point? What is the point? Yep. Right. Nope, I've heard of that. Yep, yep. And you just... Because they're they're going to... The, 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 the thought of it is going to come and go, and they're not going to remember that the people were... The, in their mind, were supposed to come by and get them, and they can, you know... Yeah. Let me, like... Why have them go through that grief all over again? There's a family friend, yeah. and Keith is, is like that with us, uh, and she, she lives in, in, in Puerto Rico... And she is she's in that state of dementia, but everyone that passed that she loved is still alive and everything is is wonderful. Like every day is wonderful because it's all the things that went wrong in her mind are now good again. And that's the way I want to end up if you're going to have a possible option. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate it, man. All right, we'll see you. Hang on. Uh, We have a question from Matt. Hey, Matt, good morning. 
Word up, homies. Yo, buddy. <laughs> What's up, man? Um, I just wanted to see if this just applied for death. It, from like, reading this article, it seems that way. Are you you curious about other traumatic events? Maybe that yeah, uh, like a like a divorce or. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't think I don't think grief falls under that same could. category. But I mean, there's yeah, you know, there's obviously. Uh, there's there's counseling for people to go through uh, divorce and so on, but I don't I don't think it falls under that because there's PTSD right. for for you know having a, a something traumatic happen in your life, but might be different. It is, it is definitely different. It, it, it's a sense of loss. How similar that is to the loss of a life of of someone's yeah. life, but yeah, it's still a, a, a sense worse. of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, are that's are you going through worse. that, Matt? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, but well, I mean, I shouldn't say the uh, prolonged grief, but uh, but um, yeah, divorce I, and and the yeah, the, yeah I can the, level you the loss that mm. goes with you. Um, yeah, but listen, man, there there are plenty of counselors out there. If you if you need some help, you can uh, you can track them down. Oh, already going to them. Good man, you okay. made a good choice. Well, keep working. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Matt. You guys. Appreciate it. See you later. All right. So anyhow, uh, I had never heard of that. Uh, I thought that was uh, interesting, and glad that they've made that distinction. And yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, if you if you have or know someone who's going through that, then uh, hopefully insurance can cover something like that. All right, what else? Just saying, Institute. That's where we are. We're studying all kinds of things on the grounds of the JSI. In fact, uh, some of it has to do with space travel. But pretty interesting. Um, you know, 2030 might mark the year that humans finally make their first steps on Mars per NASA's timeline. And Mars-bound astronauts are going to have a long microgravity journey through space ahead of them. And microgravity is a direct cause of bone loss, putting these pioneers at major risk. But there may be a crunchy, tasty, healthy solution to this. Mm. On Tuesday at the <laughs> spring meeting of the American Chemical Society. Can I guess? Sure. Mouse skeletons? No. Scientists presented their blueprint for a new transgenic lettuce. Ooh. It is similar to the salad ingredient we know and love, but genetically engineered to prevent bone loss, and it can be grown right there in outer space. Well, that is a big, that's, as you said, is a big issue. How do you maintain, Yep. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you start, we talked about the, the concept of being on the International Space Station, and mm-hmm. even though they have resistance training and all that stuff, during the course of the day, as you simply hold yourself up and walk, yeah. you're, you're, you know, exercising, basically. So... Eating this particular plant would be like collecting a video game power-up, they said, that protects against the threats of microgravity. On Earth, our body maintains a balance between breaking down minerals in our bones and repairing things to make sure that we're always getting the nutrients that we need. In microgravity, gravity, though, the, uh, the equation loses its harmony. Bone mineral breakdown still happens, but subsequent repairs can't keep up, which leads to a loss of overall bone density. I'd love to ask Neil deGrasse Tyson how close we are to some sort of situation. You see it all the time depicted in space where they're using a spinning... Uh, you centrifuge. Know, right, centrifuge to, to, to create yeah. gravity. Artificial gravity. How close are we to something like that, or is that even possible? So to counteract the bone loss in space, astronauts often exercise in their spacecrafts. Like you, like you mentioned on the ISS, uh, they have a bicycle, a treadmill, special weightlifting device. But in a new study, researchers note there hasn't been enough evidence to support that exercise is sufficient to stave off bone density. Uh-huh. So that's why space explorers carry syringes of a medication uh, that is called a, it's a human parathyroid hormone or PTH. And basically the PTH helps stimulate bone formation, 
but the therapy has it has its downsides. It requires you to take injections every single day, which isn't ideal. So the team's new lettuce concoction. Uh, each day, an astronaut would be able to, would have to eat about eight cups of lettuce. Wow! In order to get the proper dose. Uh, Kevin Yates, a chemist at the University of California, said, like a gopher. said we decided to use lettuce because lettuce is a plant that uh, ha- that's uh, been grown on the ISS. Uh, he said it's also a plant that's very productive in terms of producing seeds. So our idea is that if we created a transgenic plant, one seed can generate thousands of seeds. So the gravity on Mars is, it says here, 2.66 times that. Earth is 2.66 times that of Mars. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So the I moon might be able is, to dunk a The moon is one-sixth of our gravity. I know that. So, like, on a Planet <laughs> Fitness, on a moon base, you, would, you could throw a 1,000 pounds up on the bench and... You could throw quite a bit, yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, one-sixth. Not um, so on Mars. Uh, aside from space exploration, the researchers emphasize that their invention can be given to anyone uh, predisposed to bone loss as well. So you'd be able to eat it here if you have a bone loss yeah. problem. So they're working on that stuff. Right. They're getting there. All right, what else we have here? One more, Casey? Yeah, you got about four minutes. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got to go live on Fox Good Day today. All right, let's go with one more quick story. And we will do this one. Okay. Uh, scientists have created fabric that can hear. What? <laughs> a special acoustic fabric, which was created at MIT, is made from a material that turns any movement of the fabric into an electrical signal. And when the material... I have a bow tie that has a period. <laughs> uh, when it is uh, move, woven into more traditional yarns, it can create a piece of textile that could be draped and wash just like traditional fabric. And researchers have suggested a whole host of possible options for using the fabric in practice, including hearing aids, clothes that are able to communicate. This is out of this is out of science fiction. And fabrics that can track the bodily responses of people wearing them. So there there I forget what piece of science fiction it is, but the, the person is wearing a garment that does this. That that enables that heightens their senses. No kidding. Yeah, and um, um, I forget where it's, it is, but that'd be kind of amazing. I okay. love the scene in uh, I don't remember if it's maybe Batman Begins or Dark Knight or whatever, but they they use like that electrical current on uh, memory cloth. The, 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 the yeah, wings, yeah. yeah. That's what and call and the I know that, that like it's kind of based in actual yeah. fabric that exists, and you know to be able to take something that you're wearing or you know would put in your ear or whatever and use it for. Uh, useful purposes, utile functions. It's, it's pretty fascinating. You can hook that up around your crotch, right? Yeah. I mean, think about like look the at the rod on me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I can hear my yeah. nuts. Yeah, yeah. they're oh they're God. lonely. You love you. You love me. Yeah. I, love, I love you too. Oh, why wouldn't you, man? I, I love you too, Ballsack. <laughs> Would you like to be shaved? I just want to be caressed. Right, okay, I can do that. I get it. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah. All right, so anyhow, fabric that can hear. Never heard of that before. No, weird. Uh, these are things from the Just Saying Institute, and it's time to close up. Let's hop in the monorail and yes. get out of here and get off of the grounds. But thank you for stopping by. Home of the new uh, Regis Philbin <laughs> Regis Oral. Oral Sex Research Center and Couscous Food Court. Excellent. <laughs> All right, let us take a break and come back in a second. I said lettuce. Hey! And, uh, we'll get into Fox Good Day and the Bizarre File when we get back. And then after that, Tom Papa, who's going to be in this weekend will be joining us. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR. 
Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got about 30 seconds. Real quick shout out. This one says good morning at Preston. Really hope you can do a big stinky shout out for my son Dante. His birthday is March 24th. He'll be 24th. He'll be turning seven years old, and I think his head will explode if he hears you guys say happy birthday to him. Any day works as I listen to the podcast. Thank you for your time. Sincerely, Pauline Kennedy. So, a shout out for Dante. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Um, let me see. Coming up in a little while, we are going to have Tom Papa on the program. He is going to be performing at the Keswick Theater on Saturday. One of my absolute favorite comedians. So excited to talk to him today. And then at 9, we go through uh, the 23rd Annual Anatomy Awards. Mr. Skin will be on to tell us about all that's happened in the past See year. our prep book? We get a book of, of all the, uh, the I've nominees. not looked at it yet. Wow. All right, we'll find out in a bit. Here's uh, Fox Good Day. We're going live right now. Hey, it's so it's to take, uh, time for our little segment with Preston Steve and the whole crew over at MMR. Welcome, guys, and hey. uh, the whole crew. Good to see you. Good Morning. to see you. Right, Karen, let's set this up. So the question is, what's the professional way to tell the people you work with what you really think when something happens and your head is exploding? So there's this TikToker <coughs> who's translating what you really want to say into corporate jargon. For example... You professionally say, please hurry up and get this done. It's important that we have this completed in order to meet our targeted deadlines, which are quickly approaching. Stay in your own lane. Thank you for your input. I'll keep that in mind as I move forward with decisions. That's all within my responsibility. I've told you this multiple times. There's a lot of that, Preston and Steve. Thank you for your input. Yeah. Do you ever, what do you do, count to 10 before you send emails? Uh, well, you know, the classic one we always talk about is um, when you're being let go, we're going in a different direction, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, that direction in no way includes you. No, yeah. Mike, longer than 10. I have to wait at least a day. <laughs> a day? Yeah. Uh, no, because otherwise I'm going to send an email that I'll regret. Yeah. Do you have a straight jacket on? What's going on? Here? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just a yellow shirt. It's one of those delightful yellow straight jackets <laughs> for spring. What I meant to say is I enjoy your outfit this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny to watch the uh, the emails that come in that are official from corporate types or management and the way that they're worded. But it's so easy to read through the subtext. You, you can discern instantly. The one that sure. kills me, if someone leaves on good terms, it'll be represented. It'll be a, a, a longer. A tribute. Instead of uh, so-and-so is no longer with us. Yeah. Direct all inquiries to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They exactly. got fired. Right, yes. right. Yeah, yeah. You could easily tell that. All that stuff. Personally, is there? It's hard to suffer fools. Like in this, you know, business, there's a lot of stuff that happens with segments and stuff. Do you ever just want to say something and then just like have to stop yourself and say something different instead? I think Every you, hour. Yeah. <laughs> you avoid it, and what you do is you place a loaded pistol in their desk and rat them out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Guess who's guess who's packing heat today? But you know what? I, th- I think we're kind of anomalies, and you guys too. Being the personalities, being the, uh, don't we have a little bit more leeway because we're kind of Reggie, so. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a man who's been suspended, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
used multiple to. times. Oh. It's uh, what I get is uh, from management. It's your tone. <laughs> it's your tone. <laughs> and and this, these are from off-air incidents, Mike. Oh, these are. Oh, they're on air. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I if think it's off air. I don't get suspended. <laughs> okay. We have not been though. We've. I don't know how oh, we've no, not. No. No. Okay. We just play Mike Jarek for all of. Them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So I do. know when I worked up in New York, our corporate people would say, "We wish them well after you get fired." <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Right. It's yeah. a refrain. Uh, it, but the, everyone dances around it. We don't. We don't get called upon uh, to do that. But I think uh, the question I think is a lot of people. Will not confront things and just and let it fester, as you were saying, get to the point where you're going to yeah. explode, and you don't want that. Nope. Who is the exploder on your staff? Mm. Huh. Uh, Casey. Well, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a funny way. No, I mean, <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, little things will get to him. So if it's the yeah. big things don't bother me, it's the little things. Yeah, who's the perfectionist? Well, Is that Ka- Preston. Oh no, that's no. Kathy. Uh, Kathy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, perfectionist. Kathy. I was to say Marissa. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 Marissa probably. Yeah. But Kathy can read all of our of our various body language and and uh, sounds that we make and know if we're fuming. If yeah. we're, if we're, if we're yeah. furious. I, I know how to read the room pretty well. Yeah, yeah. That's the talent of women. And also, by the way, I went um, Casey Boy's hat. Represent Delco. Delco. Way to go. Yeah, thank you. This is a gift that I got from my, one of my really good friends, Chuck. And I get compliments on it all the time. Yep. Yeah. What does uh, Kathy have to say about that? About the Delco hat? I would yeah. never wear that. Yeah. <laughs> People have an issue with the, uh, with the flat brim, really. Yeah. I don't care. Thanks, folks. Thank Bye, you. Guys. We will see hey, you Wednesday, later on. All right, we got to get to the Bizarre Files, so let's go for it. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Natural Lawn of America. Safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. And you can schedule their full-service program and get free seating every year. Call 800-FREE-SEAT. Natural Lawn of America. Greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. So, a drunk driving suspect who told Florida cops that she had not consumed alcohol was contradicted by her own nine-year-old son who declared from the car's back seat, Mom, you can't lie to the police. You did drink. That's my little angel. (laughs) Kristen Wiley, a 49-year-old teacher, narrowly avoided striking a police car as she drove on a Vero Beach street around 2 a.m. The cop car, with its lights flashing, had pulled over to handle an unrelated incident. When deputies approached her car, uh, they spotted her son, who was not wearing a seatbelt in the back seat, curled up and crying. As uh, detailed in the arrest uh, affidavit, a cop noted the wobbly eye, uh, how uh, the wobbly Wiley's eyes, how wobbly, this should say. Yes. They were watery and red in color, and there was a strong odor of an alcoholic beverage emitting off her person and breath. When asked if she had been drinking, she said no. And that's when cops say Wiley's son replied to his mother's answer saying, Mom, you can't lie to the police. You did drink. The boy subsequently told cops that his mother had been drinking at a party and that he had asked her to slow down while they were driving back to their home. Uh, The child said he was very scared while Kristen was operating the vehicle. Wiley, who reportedly admitted to consuming two vodka mixed drinks at a party, declined to perform field sobriety exercises, she later agreed to a breath test, which recorded her alcohol content at nearly three times the legal limit. 
In addition to a DUI count, she was also charged with child abuse, a felony for allegedly driving drunk with her son in the car. And to know what can happen with that, look what happened here locally. Of course. Yes. yes. Horrifying. This is something that you hear every day. A mom from, or it's not something you hear every day. This is pretty wild. A mom from Indiana says that she went into labor with her daughter. Uh, she was giving, uh, while she was get, uh, going in labor, she was given uh, Pitocin, yeah. which is a synthetic hormone. It helps simulate a woman's uterus muscles and cause contractions, so it speeds up the delivery. Uh, 23-year-old Bethany Collins said after pushing hard, she felt an intense pressure in her left eye. And by the time she was being stitched up, her eye started poking out more and more. Oh. The next day, an optometrist came to examine her eye and said he had never seen anything like this before. Apparently, her eye popped out. Oh, my God. Oh. Colin says, ultimately, the final verdict was that there was just a lot of pressure from the force of the push. Oh, man. So the doctor said to wait and see if it would go back. I noticed improvement at the two-week mark, and it was like I got a, I was like I got a black eye. It was protruding and bruised. Oh, my God. Took a total of six weeks for her eye to return oh. to normal. So it had basically distended out of the socket? A little bit. Not. It wasn't like hanging on yeah, her yeah. cheek, but it, right. it, it had popped out. Yeah. That's not a good look. From giving childbirth. Wow. A woman is suing a novelty gift company for sending her a life-size penis-shaped chocolate to her door. <laughs> Citing fear, nervousness, anxiety, worry, and indignity after receiving the phallic confection on her doorstep. The complaint filed by Linda Parks in Ventura yeah, County, California, details the emotional distress Parks received when she got an unexpected chocolate delivery from company. The company is called Dick at Your Door. Okay, so uh, Rain Parade LLC owns it. Now, they sell a range of prank items uh, beyond the Choco Dongs. They also offer chocolate buttholes hmm. with the message that says, Live Fast, Eat Ass, printed on the box. Oh, that sounds God. good. Uh, a bag of D's, uh, which are gummies, and also uh, glitter bombs. The complaint uh, claims the five-inch chocolate phallus has no redeeming social qualities whatsoever. It's a joke. Uh, she's suing for damages, including psychological counseling, mm. lost wages, and a cost of the suit. Uh, so who sent it to her? They, they don't know. It's anonymous. Yeah, probably oh. somebody, and it's and it's funny. This is apropos. Her reaction to this is probably the whole reason why they she got right, it to right. begin with. Yeah. It looks good. I'd eat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> so she's also a local politician. That's why. Oh, she, that's okay. why she got oh. it. She she received it in 2021 at the time. An effort to recall her position as supervisor was underway because she voted in favor of suing businesses that refused to comply with the state and county health regulations to slow the spread of COVID-19, such as indoor mask wearing, and the recall effort failed, so somebody didn't like that. Uh, Pars claims to have suffered headaches, fear, nervousness, anxiety, worry, and indignity because of the mysterious chocolate phallus. Really? Uh, the D at Your Door uh, page says that it will ship everything with complete dis- uh, discretion and that it won't give your information out unless you do something illegal or involved in a legal lawsuit and we are required by law. And it's not the first time that uh, D at Your Door has been sued by someone on the receiving end of their candies. In 2016, a human resources director at a Dallas-based technology company sued them uh, and uh, for a person who had sent her a bag of D's through this we, company. We got a bag of D's at my house, from, I believe, from this same company. It was glitter and uh, like yeah. confetti. Okay. Sounds about right, and, yeah. And uh, I think we got the gummies, too. <laughs> Did you find out who it was? Uh, yeah, we found oh, out who it was. Friend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A 37-year-old Belgian man has confessed to murdering his former school teacher because he, quote, felt humiliated. 
Uh, Gunter Uwens admitted the killing on Thursday and said he had not come to terms with his victim's behavior at school. This is when he was in grade school. He's 37. His former teacher, Maria Verlinden, was found dead in a pool of blood in November of 2020 at her home. After a 16-month investigation involving hundreds of DNA samples, uh, Uwens uh, eventually admitted to the murder and was arrested on Sunday. So how many years was he holding on to this? A long time. So the suspect had given police detailed explanations for his extremely violent act. He claimed that he had struggled in primary school in the 1990s because of Verlin's behavior. Uh, The 59-year-old teacher had humiliated him as a student, he had said. So I don't know if he's got a (laughs) mental condition or what. Sounds like it. Uh, But, yeah, apparently he appeared before a judge on Tuesday and has been placed in custody on a murder, murder charge. All right, then one last story. You could be paid for your poop. Yay! Uh, Ceres Therapeutics is a biotech company in Arizona and has opened a donor collection facility, Collect Poop for Cash. I'm getting a hot tub. The company operates Good Nature, which has set up shop in Tempe and is asking for donations of poop that can earn dollars at least 25 bucks and up to $75 per sample. This is... This is your dream, Casey. You can make money from this. Always wanted the crap in a bag. Good Nature is specifically (laughs) looking for healthy adults aged 18 to 50 and knows that donors can earn up to $1,500 a month in compensation. You be living the high life. (laughs) In addition to meeting the health criteria, donors have to be able to donate poop three to four times a week. You can do that. (laughs) At the collection site. Check. Uh, oh, at the collection oh. site. So you have to go there. Oh, Mr. Right. Foster's coming in today. He's, <laughs> remember, he's poop money. Yeah. Steve, there's a, there's a maitre d' standing right. with a little towel hanging on their arm. Uh, Mr. Foster. <laughs> right this way. Yeah. Uh, do you like that movement? Uh, the poop is being collected to help lead to future developments in gastrointestinal infections and disorders as Your well. cabbage and black coffee is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, let's take a break because our buddy Tom Papa hey. will be joining us shortly. He is appearing uh, this weekend, Saturday, at the Keswick Theater. Uh, and then a little later on, Mr. Skin on the program. So we'll be back with all of that in a moment. Stay with us. Young Steve Morrison took a trip to the zoo. The events that transpired changed him forever. No, Father! Are you frozen, Father? Watch this tragedy unfold on the latest Daily Rush. This Saturday, the Keswick Theater is going to light up with the comedy stylings of our next guest. He's a friend of the show. We love having him on. He's one of my absolute favorite. Please give some love to Mr. Tom Pop. Hey, 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 hey. This Yay. morning. Yay! <laughs> it's early. Hi, Tom. (laughs) Nice to see you, sir. Tom's joining us uh, via Zoom this morning. You look bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Thank you. Nice to see you. Yeah, well, you know, it's you, you have a Cracker Jack staff over there. Casey uh, sent me a reminder that we have the interview today at uh, 4.30 a.m. <laughs> it's knows better than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he knows I was sitting there waiting for 
confirmation of, in the middle of the night here in L.A. <laughs> I imagine you sitting like in a, in a, in a big lounge chair with a, with a little uh, a glass of scotch and just just waiting, just anticipating the moment at which you get to talk to us. Stroking my cat. When will they call? When like like Blofeld. <laughs> you know, I talked to Tom uh, five minutes ago in the other room and I told him that I failed at my job and then you brought it on air. <laughs> well, see, this wouldn't be an issue if you're East Coast, yeah, you know. But that, I, I, I know it makes me very angry. I was like, every time I come on, I'm like, well, next time when I come through, I'm coming in the studio for crying out loud. Yeah, and yeah. I've got to be in Nashville the night before, so it always blows. Well, up. the draw obviously was your your you love to surf, and that's why you ended <laughs> up out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm big into surfing. I love I love yoga. I'm, I'm doing the 1970s version of California. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The everybody, everybody, else has, everybody else has moved on. I'm walking around with my chest hair out, gold, gold chains just oh hanging my in my God. spooky cobweb body hair. Oh. It's funny you mention that because there's a commercial with Mark Spitz on now. It's uh, he's for some sort of, you know... We uh, col- col- a colonoscopy in a box or something like that. But oh, uh, Mark Spitz was like that exactly what you Dude. just the, the 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 matted chest hair and the medallion. <laughs> there's actually there's a line in the song Macho Man from yes. from the the classic uh, Village People, right? Uh, where he goes, "You see all this hair on my chest?" <laughs> I'm like, wow, man, that was really yeah, no. that was it. It's yeah. over. Yeah. Thing there was definitely people thing. were turned on by that. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so Tom, you're gonna be at, you're gonna be at the Keswick on. On Saturday, and it's—I feel like um, you're almost exclusively when it, when you come to this area, almost exclusively you play the Keswick Theater, and I'm not sure if that is you know your choice, uh, uh, management, or, or or you know. But I just uh, a it's I a love great that theater. It, it's a great theater, so good. It's a great little town, and everything yeah, like, like that. So, town. do you have, yeah. do you inform um, your your booking manager where you want to play? Um, yeah, it's kind of like a back and forth conversation, but I I do love that place, and they kind of cultivated me coming up and uh that the the real reason i wanted to go back especially this time was the keswick was the last show i did before the (laughs) pandemic oh wow that was i remember i was in the lobby i was signing books you know at the end of my shows i sign books and meet the people and i was out there and people were like should we shake hands is this okay and everybody was all kind of screwy and uh and then I got on the plane the next morning at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm on the plane, and I'm like, wow, this is getting weird. I wonder if I'm going to be doing stand-up next week. And Paula Poundstone, yeah, great comedian Paula Poundstone, comes onto the plane, and she sees me, and she just leans in and goes, we're effed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's funny you say that because yeah. that's happening a lot this Friday. I'm hosting a charity event for the Morris Animal Refuge here in in, in Philadelphia. It was the nice. last event that night. Mm, yeah. You know, a, a, a big gala. The, uh, I remember everyone had that same sort of what's going on here? Right. What's going on? And things were go- going on. I lost an iPad that night, so I remember you know the, oh. the, the whole thing. And oh. this Friday, it's like the sense is we're picking up where we left off because it's it's right. the first event back of that nature, which is kind of it, it feels right. Yeah. It does, and it it feels like a like a milestone for sure. I'm a little concerned. I thought you said I I lost an, my eye patch. 
It turned out I realized I have a functional second eye. And I, why have I been wearing this? People say the pandemic's bad, but I was able to use both eyes for the first time. It's a joy. Oh, man. Uh, but the, no. yeah, the theater thing. Yeah, but I'm really psyched for sure. And it's uh, there's only there's only some tickets left. There's not. We're, I, I came on because I really want to sell the place out. I just want it to be like this triumphant. Kind of like return. Well, you're you're a, a dear friend of the show, so we uh, please help uh, Tom realize his his goal. And if honestly, you're you're so good at what you uh, do, and I think over the over this period, which no one would want to um, say, hey, I hope we have a pandemic. But I think uh, what you do, <laughs> how you've done it, um, you, you, the the way you've approached thematically your shows, uh, I think it's meant a lot to people. So I'm sure you've got. You know, people will need to seize upon this opportunity to see you live after all this time. Thank you. It is funny that now that I've been out for for a bit, and uh, you know, you do see all the people. And I, like I said, I sign books at the end of every show, and I get to see all these people that have been, like they travel. Like you know, I used to just kind of skip out the back. Right now, you're actually sitting and signing books, and people come up and you forget like oh we traveled and we stayed in a hotel and mm. we came from six hours and we oh. flew in from toronto and the thing i keep hearing is that my netflix special you're doing great yeah uh was like therapy for people during the pandemic like because yep. it was kind of upbeat it was very optimistic like you're doing great we're gonna get through this and even the book was you're doing great and even reasons and reasons to stay alive and other reasons to stay alive and i didn't i was just writing it but i didn't realize it was like became like a self help book, well, and a self help special. It's it's brilliant, and and there's sometimes it's weird when you experience like a blowback uh, from a desire to feel good and see the glasses half full. It, it's yeah. it's how we survive as a species. Mm-hmm. And Preston was just talking about we had a segment about long mm. despair and 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 all of the mm. people who are still who are just in the throes of dealing with all this stuff. That's yeah. the service you provide. It is a release. A comedy has always helped me throughout my life, <clears throat> whether I was watching Bugs Bunny cartoons or whatever, going through a, through a bad time. Uh, it, it, it does heal. And so it's, it's got to be very good for you to see those people smiling and reacting oh, to you that way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's, you know, I named the tour, this, the tour that I'm on, the family reunion tour. And I really feel like it, it's the... It's the family that I want to be with when I'm on the road and see all of the people. <laughs> I, I literally was started saying the other night on stage, I was like, remember back in the pandemic when they said we couldn't hang out with our families? They said we actually couldn't see our families for like yeah. a year. Wow, those are the good old days. <laughs> uh, so um, I think we, we may have discussed this before, but if not, um, your uh, your stand-up is... Huge on TikTok right now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering if that has ended up, um, um, as far as your audience is concerned, is your audience trending younger these days as a result? You know, it's interesting. It, it, there, there are younger people showing up, which is very cool. It's like, you know, because their parents already know me, and now the young people know me. And, and also when I was doing the NPR show, when I was doing right. Live From Here, which was the Perry Home thing, I... Uh, that was another thing that, like, the whole family could listen to. So the coolest thing is when people come up and it's, like, uh, the mom and the dad and, like, two 15-year-olds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, yeah, it's very cool. The uh, Yeah, Casey, actually, you tipped me mm-hmm. off. 
on the TikTok trend that was that was happening for a while. Yeah, you're talking about like you know growing people and uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you see it constantly I, on the stream. You still do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this line. Uh, um, I made my own people. Have you, have you have you ever made your own people? I've made my own people, and I'm their leader. And all of these all of these moms started taking it and lip syncing it, and like showing their kids like doing like picking their nose or scratching their ass. And like, have you made your own people? I have. And it became this trend. I was like the the joy. Of being able to tell my 16-year-old daughter that I was a trend on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Top that. Yeah. yeah. She was so angry. <laughs> and, you know, we're all kind of students of comedy and, and fans of comedy. And, and I love, just like everybody else in the room, the, the Netflix special was therapeutic and, and funny. But when you watch something at home... Uh, you usually like kind of chuckle to yourself a little bit, maybe laugh if you're watching with somebody, but you don't, there's not like the double over laughter nah. that you get at a live experience. And so I mm. love going to clubs. I love going to like the Keswick and seeing comedy shows there. I've seen, uh, you know, I saw Saget there. I saw uh, Mike Barbiglia. Mm. So I'm curious as to like when you perform live, getting that type of reaction versus getting the, um, hey, that made me laugh type of thing, like actually seeing people laugh. Do you know the difference that I'm trying yeah. to explain? Yeah, no, it's it's a huge thing. I, I I was talking about this the other day that I feel like um, we need to have a return of comedies, films. Yeah. Like there, when we were kids, they were throwing <laughs> so much comedy at us, like A comedies, B list, C list. They were just showing Ernest Goes to Camp and, <laughs> you know, Revenge of the Nerds. I mean, they just kept throwing comedies at us, and a lot of them were terrible. But we all went to the movie theater and sat there and watched. And when you're... There's there's this weird thing with human beings and this energy that connects us. And when you're in a theater and you start, you hear someone else laugh and then you laugh and then it connects to the other person and it's contagious. It's communal. Yeah, yeah it it's is. great. It really catches. When I do shows, I do like these corporate shows sometimes, you know, where the, a company like Microsoft will hire me to go do their thing. And the thing that they always screw up, which I literally have in my contract, is no dance floor. Like you have to have people starting right. at the at the stage. They right. used to put like a big dance floor, and just that gap, yeah, just that gap between me and the audience. Like if you take ten feet, you've killed it. You've yep. killed the electricity chain, right? So you, but if you have the people up to the stage, that laugh, my energy will connect to those people, which will spread through the theater. Yeah. Hey, do you pick up on distinct laughers in the crowd? Because some people are really stand out with, with their laugh. And if so, do you kind of target them if you can? Yeah, well, I don't target them, but it's definitely conscious. And the thing that I have to do is remind myself that just just accept it as a real laugh. Okay. Because when you when I was starting and I would hear someone like <laughs> I the insecurity was they're fake laughing. Right. They're mocking, right. right. Mm-hmm. They're mocking me. And and then I would attack them and everyone in the audience is like, What are you doing that for? He's he likes the show the best. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, he's not real. He's, there are He's, some people that have that ha 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 like like cartoon like right. it's written out as ha, if, ha 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 like the laughter. Frankenstein monster has learned <laughs> yeah, to right, laugh exactly yeah. but yeah. that's how they laugh yeah yeah I mean I, I'll have to like say something just to get it off my chest right. like, you know something <laughs> like you know I don't know thanks for bringing you the, the thanks for bringing your pet seal or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder what what but, percentage of your audience now too because you've got. 
you know, you've, you've built, obviously, the, the podcast and, and, yeah. and, and your very shows and, and all the things you're involved with. Um, have you ever done sort of a casual breakdown of who's there and, and what they're there? What was no. their entree to getting into Tom Papa? I, I know. I'm always so curious of it, but about it. But it's, it's weird to just, like, stop in the middle of a comedy show and be like, okay, we're going to take a little survey now. Who <laughs> <laughs> here drove more than two hours? Right. Where, did hours? <laughs> Where did you? Because it's, it's very, it really is a very, it, it is a mystery, and I kind of like that it is a mystery. Right. But there's times when I'll go play, like, a performing arts center, and this, I, I know these people are, are like parents. You know, they've got they've got families and stuff. And I know they're not on TikTok. I know they're not even on Twitter. Right. And I'm like, and I've been tweeting about my show all week. I'm like, how did you find out that I was here if you're not on Twitter? Right. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you guys don't use Instagram. Where did you come from? I don't know. It's I think uh, it's just a combination of everything, I guess, over the years. Well, it's almost like the the uh, we've been we've been digital, but we re-embrace some analog technology. You know, we remember that yes, the word used to get out, regardless of social media. Yeah, and, and so that that is something that that is every bit as important. I mean, we yes. here with terrestrial radio, which is still you know the big mofo. It's still. Yeah. It, it still has something that that connects in a, in, in in a very you know soundtrack of your life kind of way, and and your even your your podcast and and, and your your shows they all have a a regular radio feel to it. You know, you don't want to well, get it's that sense of community, right? It's that it's that it's that thing of like we belong to something. Everybody wants that. Everybody yeah. wants to know that we belong to something, and I think that that. That's what's lost in some markets when they don't have really strong local radio. It's such a shame because you you look forward to like, oh, the band is coming to our town. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're celebrating this thing this week. We're getting together and looking for his eye patch. (laughs) (laughs) Why was I even wearing that? Um, But you're right. And then you... When a band would come to town and they were playing your, your city and they would mention the last town, I was like, oh, them. <laughs> like like, a, like an old girlfriend, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, boo. Only boo. <laughs> Do you remember a time when? I mean, I know we have we've mentioned the George Carlin uh, picture behind you, and I know he's he's very important, uh, you know, to you. Do you remember a time as an audience member where you had that gasping, doubled over moment where you were responding to a comedian on stage? Um, you mean in the past? Like, yeah, yeah, for your entire life. Yeah, I'll give you a good broad uh, yeah, time you know, frame. There's, it's such a comedy, such a funny thing that like you could just be watching a bunch of people, especially like on YouTube now. Yeah, like you'll watch. I'll watch people, watch different people at different times, and you're just like, like you said, like, oh, that's funny. You know, you just kind of chuckle. <laughs> and I watched John Panette a couple weeks ago. Right. And remember John Panette? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he and then he just hooked me. And I'm alone in my room, just literally, he got me. He like, And every line was making me laugh harder, and I was trying not to laugh so I could hear the next line. And I was like, oh, man, this is such a beautiful thing. This guy just up there yelling about corn dogs. <laughs> but I always tend to, I, I like stuff like Carlin, and I love like stuff that gets 
has a little a little meaning to it, but right. I also love that was the thing I liked about Carlin was that he also combined it with being very silly. Yeah, like in Carnegie Hall, like he would be talking about something heavy and political, and all of a sudden he's pretending he's a crab walking across <laughs> the <laughs> walking across the stage. That's great. I'm always attracted to uh, silly because I have a very low IQ. <laughs> yeah. Robert Klein was was I remember seeing Robert Klein when I was in college, and and. Uh, that that you know that was it what you just described there was you know yeah uh, he, he didn't dismiss that part of the audience that would respond well to that as you know because it's i'm sure you design your act the way in a way to hit different group you want to hit the largest group but you also want to have people go that was for me you know yeah i mean you can't really plan it you yeah. just got to you just got to kind of do what you think is funny right. you know you just got to do like if if it makes you laugh and then it's and it all of a sudden it 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 hits with a couple people, and yeah, it's you can't really, really plan out. Like, I want to try and get this group because, like you said, I don't even know who's out there. Right? I don't know. I don't know who's in the audience. Uh, it could just be, uh, you know, Shriners. All, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or all stoners. I have no idea. Do you still um, pop into the clubs in in uh, L.A. when you're working on material and stuff? And how often? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the uh, I'm going to the comedy store tonight. That's where I've been going mostly is comedy store in Largo. I just and, uh, I'm so jealous of of you know of uh, New Yorkers and and L.A. people because. You just go to a club on on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, and it's like, oh well, you know, oh, Tom yeah, Papa, a, a marquee name, yeah, yeah, yeah. all mar- like, yep. yeah, ten yeah. marquee names in in one night. That's just it, yeah. to me, it's mind blowing. It is pretty. I know they 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 always <laughs> the comedy store always takes a picture of the lineup and posts it, <laughs> and all the, all the comments are like kids from Kansas, like. God, what's wrong with me? Why do I live here? Well, we do have our <laughs> moments. You can go into a restaurant here on any given night and see Jervis from the first season of Survivor. Yeah. Ooh, no way. <laughs> see, you really, it, it's bad enough I can't be in the studio with you. Now you got to throw that at me. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at, uh, you know, some of the guests that you've had on your podcast, and uh, I want to ask about, because I... Uh, Growing up, I watched Short Attention Span Theater, the Half Hour Comedy Hour. I, I loved all of that stuff. And so you would yeah. see just snippets of, of all these comedians. And Judy Gold was one of them. Yeah. And is she now known as the Holoqueen? The Holoqueen? Or is that just because <laughs> it's on the Breaking Bread uh, podcast? <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, holla. Yeah, oh, man. I thought for seven, for a minute, <laughs> I thought you, you, you were making some Holocaust joke. No! Oh, God, no. His, no. Listen, ca- people, Casey's Holocaust material no. is amazing. Oh, my God. And you I think, mean, oh, was... this is just going to go south, but the way he finesses it. <laughs> when he sent me that text at 4.30 this morning, he was like, wait till you see. <laughs> The Holocaust joke I've got for you today. No, yes, hollow, the bread hollow. Yeah. Yes. Judy Gold is amazing making hollow bread. I had no idea. I love Judy to death. She's one of my favorites. She's such a force. I put her in my live shows in New York. And, uh, and I came on, she came on to the Breaking Bread podcast, and her, her, her background that she put for Zoom was one giant piece of holla <laughs> <laughs> that she had made. So talking about that time in my life when I watched a lot of short attention span theaters, I mean, she had um, uh, a punchline that, like, I mean, what was this, like 1989? How many years later, 32 mm-hmm. years later, uh, I still remember the punchline, and it was silly. Uh, she's talking about getting changed in a uh, uh, in a dressing room, and the lady opens up the curtain, and she says, "You know, like I don't need your help. Like I'm naked with a belt on." And I just, 
I don't know why that <laughs> why that punchline sticks out to me so much. And I yeah. think it's because it didn't dawn on me that like I think she might have been trying to steal a belt. Otherwise, why would you be naked with a belt on? And uh, I just, I don't know, but I loved that time in my life when I was just discovering these these comedians. The Judy Gold Age. Yeah, well, yeah. It was Judy. Uh, but listen, I mean, it was um, it was Norm MacDonald. Yeah. You know, he had a big thing about wiener dogs back then. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I and that. I remember that because. It sounds just... like you were going through puberty. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds like between Judy Gold naked in a dressing room and Norm MacDonald going. <laughs> wiener. <laughs> with his wiener. It sounds to me, Casey, like you were becoming a man. I was. You were becoming a man. <laughs> Still working on it, Tom. <laughs> and now he's, look at he, he gets in touch with you at 430 in the morning. It's all good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, you're, is this an extended tour that you're going to be doing or? Uh... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on tour pretty heavily through, uh, through September. And then in September I shoot my next Netflix specials. Wow. Yeah. So um, it's all, it's all building up to that. Tom, I wanted and, to, to touch on the bread for a moment because we wouldn't be talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little <laughs> bit of sourdough bread. Have we? Have you ever addressed the sourdough bowl concept and how you feel on that? As it seems like a kind of a big waste. I like sourdough bowls, but it would seem like kind of a waste of all that bread. Yeah, I only like it if when I'm in, you know, because a lot of places those are in theme parks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only like the sourdough bowls. If I see the person eating the bowl when they're done with the chowder, there you go. I think like that's if I look over and saw to. you gnawing at it, I would be happy. If someone just uses it as a bowl, yeah. I'm no. very offended. Why yeah. not a cup? Why not make a? Sa- I mean, can you make a sourdough cup? They just what, a like a tiny, small, like, uh, a like a shot glass. No, not the a shot sourdough. Glass. Just a walk around thing. with it. <laughs> Just walk around town and munching on your cup. See, they could make the hat where you put yeah. two of them up there. Yeah. Two sourdoughs with uh, yeah, yeah. tomato Princess soup Leia coming ears. out. So, yeah, can, do, do sourdough loaves need to be a certain size, or could they make a little one like Casey says, a Muffin cup size? size you know, Casey's for... not wrong. Casey's okay. not wrong. You could make them any size you want. All right. you, can make them any size. you can make them medium size and pretend they're Judy Gold's boobs. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I want you to know... I I'm keeping your sourdough starter alive. It is in my refrigerator. I tend to attend to it. It is. uh, I have to be honest. I am terrified to make a bread because Preston had a story the other day about about uh, Robert Plant breaking the strap on Paul McCartney's classic bass, and I'm like, if I have a Tom Pompous. Started out a lot like that. <laughs> you've never the, the, made a, You've never tried to make a loaf. I was just about to do it. I had the during the holidays, and turns out our neighbor is a wonder sour, you know, dough bread maker, and we right. happened to get a loaf, and I'm like. I can't. I don't think I'm ready. I know. It's like dancing the red shoes. You I have to, to make a suggestion here, and Steve, you probably will disagree and 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 and, and cringe at the suggestion. I, 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 you, I love it as a child, though. I'm, but you don't live far from the Keswick <laughs> Theater. I think Tom should come over on sa- on Saturday before his <laughs> show <laughs> and make a dough. Tom, if you can also bring some gardening shears, I'd like a little <laughs> yard work done as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the Martha Stewart of comedy. <laughs> yeah, we. we we, we can make scarecrows for the holidays. <laughs> We're going to dye some Easter eggs. Get ready early. <laughs> yeah, you've got you to dive in and give it a try. I Steve. am just you won't terrified. It it's all right, man. Yeah, all right. Don't be a baby. And 
Yeah, and you're only taking a tablespoon of it. You leave yeah. the rest there. Yeah. It's protected. I just know you look whatever. up at me and go, you know, hey, why? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> why are you wearing that eye patch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah, if only he had two eyes, he could have made bread. <laughs> could have made bread. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we want to. Uh, we want the Tom's show to sell out. There's just a few tickets left. He's playing Saturday. The show is at 8 o'clock. You're in, going to love it. Keswicktheater.com. Without a question, Tom is is absolute one of the best, and you will have a good time. TikTok star. You will laugh. He's a TikTok star. (laughs) Bring the kids. Yes. They'll love it. Uh, But tickets are on sale now. So, Tom, it is great to talk to you. And we'll see you here in the studio next time. All right, my man? Absolutely. Love you guys. Love you, Tom Papa, guys. Uh, yeah, he's uh, great. Yep, he's the best. Uh, you can talk to him all day long. There are a lot of good things coming up this weekend, entertainment wise. Yeah. Um, and also, MM March Madness continues. So, we got a bunch going on. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Mr. Skin is on tap to join us at 23rd Annual uh, Anatomy Awards. Very important. Out, and we will talk to him about all that and more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush. Sarah's Rock Breakdown. MMR podcasts. The latest videos and interviews with your fave artists and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. We got our next guest ready to go and here to talk about the Anatomy Awards. And I, I want, before I, I bring him on... We've been talking to him for over 20 years, right? I mean, has to be. 100. Has to be. This is the first time we've ever actually done it face-to-face via Zoom. Mr. Skin is our show. Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. Nice to see you for the first (laughs) time ever. Same same here. It is true. Every time I've been on your show for, gosh, it's got to be over 20 years. Yeah. It's always been over the phone. Yeah. And uh, I'm in Chicago. You're in Philly. We don't cross paths much. So this is the first. I mean, I've seen pictures of you, but (laughs) first time I've seen you. I know. And we were going to try to meet up with you when we came into Chicago for our um, uh, Radio Hall of Fame award ceremony, but we yes. there, there were too many things going on that we, that we had uh, Totally understood. I yep. just tried to see if we could get together, but understood completely. Sometime. Yes. We'll, we'll do it again down the road. But listen, the, the 23rd Anatomy Awards is the best film and TV nudity of last year, of 2021. Is that the calendar year? Everything that- has to be within January 1st to December 31st of 2021. And let me just say, this is my 23rd annual Anatomy <laughs> Awards. And uh, uh, this list is completely free at the front page of our website. I think there's 33 total categories. But what this has evolved into and what I love and what I want to share with you guys is, yeah, we do best breast, best bud. We can talk about that. Cool. You know, yeah. normal categories I've been doing for 23 years. But what's there's so much wild and crazy nudity from all over the world that um, one of the really fun things now that this, like I said, has morphed into is I get to curate because uh, we go through everything because now it's so easy to find uh, with yeah. all the different platforms and just share with you stuff. You'd be like, I can't believe that was in a movie. Oh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of the categories are, are like that. We've we've talked well, about a sort of an embarrassment of riches here oh, uh, and yeah. that the double edged sword that it is that you have so much material. But you your 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 staff has to scour all this material to find. Yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
people say to me, oh, you know, there's not as much nudity in movies like there was in the 80s and 90s. And I'm no. like, but are you nuts? There's yeah. so much more television nudity. I mean, I mean, one of the things I'm going to talk about today is BET Plus and uh, all the Queen's Men. And I'm just like, it's almost like you're at a porn channel. I'm like, even BET streaming service has ridiculous nudity. Yeah. And so we're in the golden age of, of celebrity nudity, no question about it. <laughs> Way more places for actresses to do nude scenes than ever before. And and to the people out there that say, well, how can a website that is, yeah, we have tons of free stuff, but the membership is a pay membership. They say, well, with all the free stuff out there, how do you you know still exist? And quite frankly, it's probably because there is so much stuff. And we have to go out and find it and centralize it, review it, talk about it, rank it, list. And, you know, there, there are people that are still willing to pay for that service because there's just so much stuff you can't get to it. All. It's true. True. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, I can't wait to like, and, and you talk about the amount of the, the nudity, like next year, I'm sure we'll be talking about things like Pam and Tommy yeah. and Righteous yeah. Gemstones and all these other. Right. I mean, it's yeah. just already the start of this year has been filled with so much surprising uh, and male full frontal nudity. Male full well. frontal right, crazy. Let's, let's have, not get, let's yeah. not go into a different direction. <laughs> yeah, but I'm no, saying, right. man. You, 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 you're right. 100%. Yeah. And for all the people out there, I, Pam and Tommy's a 2022 show, so it's not yep. in my my stuff, but I get a lot of questions about that Lily James that's playing Pam Anderson, and um, people are wondering, are those real or fake? And the funny thing is, she's been nude uh, in, in movies, and she has, like, beautiful C-cup breasts, yeah. but if you're playing Pam Anderson, you had to have these bolt-on yeah. D, you know, D-plus uh, breasts, so the topless scenes in that are technically non-nude because it's uh-huh. it's um, prosthetics. Prosthetics, yeah. but, but as far as achievement in special effects, wow! Th- there is my wife and I are watching, and I'm saying I know that's some sort of prosthesis, but I can't figure out where it begins and ends. Like they, yeah, well, I mean, they yeah. had full-on sex scenes with. You talk about that after factory stuff, and we yeah. couldn't we couldn't figure out how they were doing that. Uh, of course, and yeah. it's it, yeah, it's it's really crazy uh, uh, how how they do it now. Now CGI's become a whole other issue. Yeah. That's not CGI. That was just really good, um, you know. I guess makeup and and, wow. and all that. But it's uh, it's really incredible. But for all the people wondering, that is the case. That that was not really Lily James. Well, let's 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 get to some of the to the awards, uh, Mr. Skin, because you said there is a uh, there's uh, I, the categories are uh, fascinating and amazing oh, hilarious and too. hilarious. Yep. So uh, yeah, and that's why. And also, we try to have fun with it because we get these scenes and then. You know, for instance, the number two of what I sent you, best scooter pooter. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Now, this one blew my mind because it's Denise Goff in a movie called Monday. And actually, speaking of Pam and Tommy, Sebastian Stan is the guy she's with who plays Tommy Lee. So, yeah. Believe and they get it's about a one night stand. And then they're having a great time. They're getting drunk and. They just decide to strip naked. They're in the the streets of Greece, but in like the busy city, one of the cities, and they completely strip nude, get on his scooter and drive around. Now you'd think, oh, they do it with a green screen or something. No, they actually were driving through the streets of Greece at (laughs) night, completely nude. And it it just, I couldn't believe they did it. Now they eventually got picked up by the cops, but they were the cops from the movie, not like, you know, real police, but 
I've never seen that before. And as you're watching it, you see all the traffic and they're just zooming through completely nude. And it was just a a wild and crazy nude scene. They they did that gorilla style? Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. So so the, um, the distinction of the, the name of the award, Scooter Pooter, yeah, I mean, would if, be her if butt, you're wondering, right? wondering, like, who, what other uh, time where an actress drove completely naked on a scooter in a movie that year came in second place. <laughs> there, there wasn't one, but that doesn't matter. We just uh, wanted yes, to celebrate right. that okay. great news. Well, I tell you, you start off with uh, Lily Rose Depp, who's Johnny Depp's uh, daughter, and uh, Paradisi, what, what is it, Vanessa Paradis, I think, is the, the mother? Oh, very good, yes. Right. I didn't know you'd know that she's a french actress right right and so here you have occasion you say you say you're you're not big on nepotism but you have a couple of the situations this year where um the 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 kids of famous people are 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 rocking it in the nude world right we like to call this nepotism Nip- but yes johnny depp and vanessa paradis's daughter did this movie called wolf which this is such a weird movie. You might remember that movie, 1917, George McKay, about World War One. Right. Darson, and it's about these um, uh, people that are institutionalized because they think they're wild animals. I, I watched it. It's a. Oh, you did? It's, it's, okay. the, it's sort I, of well, the epi- People told me they. It was so weird. The noises and all. Yeah. You know, what did you think? Well, yeah. it's 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 a very art house movie, and and you, right. and and so it's not for everyone, and you're never quite sure. You know, again, as you said, it is what's what's real and what's not. I mean, it's well acted, but I I was expect yes. I was probably expecting something more uh, Wolfman ish, but that wasn't the case. Yeah, it wasn't like the Wolfman with yeah. Michael Landon. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not not at, at all. Yeah, but it's. Uh, uh, anyway, she won Best Nude nude Debut because she had never done a nude scene before. And uh, at the hour and 21-minute mark, she's nude in the tub. So right. I'm going to jump around a little bit because uh, <laughs> this is probably my favorite named category, the Best Back Burger. <laughs> okay, good. I was Thank you for bringing it up because okay. I was on the fence whether I could talk about it on terrestrial radio. Well, we don't have to be graphic about what there, we're describing uh, here, but... Um, yes, um... It's Megan Mountaineer in a movie called 30, or in a TV series. It's a HBO. Now, again, I want to stress this. You can see this on HBO. It's HBO España. Yeah. And uh, it's a, a show from Sp- Spain. It's a crime mystery show. And um, there's a bit of horror in it, too, right? What's that? It's sort of a horror thing as well, yes? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very good. And um, in the sixth episode, uh, she's laying in bed and. Um, Backburger's a word <laughs> I had coined, uh, no pun intended, oh, it's coming from 30 coins, uh, a number of years ago. And and it doesn't happen every year, so you guys should be very excited. This year there was a Backburger. So, I, 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 I know yeah. Kathy couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> I'm assuming this is, and I, I will describe this delicately, it's it's when you yes. see a butt shot, but you see more than just the butt. You see what's... Yes. The meat. The, the, yes, you see the undercarriage <laughs> yeah. as well, and that is a back burger. Okay. Yes. So it's, uh, it's a rarity in... Uh, R-rated or, uh, uh, you know, today's stuff. But it does happen, and when it does, we love to celebrate. Let me ask you, Mr. Skin, is Sidney Sweeney on a trajectory to be one of the the greats in the Mr. Skin realm? Because between Euphoria and the movie she's up for, uh, which is, or one for, The Voyeurs, she is nude a lot, is she not? Yeah, remember Alexandra Daddario when True Detective came out and then she was like, it girl as far as like toplessness beautiful natural 
Well, Sydney Sweeney's kind of taken that mantle. She plays Cassie on the very popular show Euphoria. But I want to point out her best breast award, which she won, is not from Euphoria because Euphoria didn't air in 2021. Right. Uh, she did a Amazon original movie called The, the Voyeurs. It's like a uh, you know, it's like a rear window type thing where her and her boyfriend are spying on this other couple. Rear window didn't have any nudity. <laughs> right. But it's like the, the director said it was, he wanted to do like an 80s, 90s erotic thriller, which this is what it is. In the scene in question, the neighbor who they've met and gotten to know is taking nude photographs of Sydney Sweeney. And yes, she is like the new girl, very popular with older people because you know and also i know like my daughters love this euphoria no sydney sweeney she has millions of followers in social media so she's become very popular both as a great actress and obviously as a, a gorgeous actress too behind you you have you the poster for skin your history of uh, uh, nudity in movies which is a great documentary you guys put it together i wonder would you ever do a retro because my wife and i were watching the dino de Laurentiis king kong and there's a scene where you know the Kong's fiddling with her 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 top, and and Just Faye Ray, yeah. yes, Faye Ray, as I recall, this is like I think prior to the Hayes Commission in Hollywood. Yes, there was a, there was a, there were actual nude scenes in. Yeah, in we talked about it in yeah. the documentary. It was done. It had to be done by a body double, but it was because of the the, the swimming. It right. So you know you had to be a professional swimmer to do the scene. But yes, there was a. That's what our documentary talks about. The Hayes Commission in 1932 really put the kibosh on. A lot of people are amazed, and we talk about it in the documentary, that in, like, the, the teens in 1920s, yeah. there was lots of nudity. Tons. Was not really, tons. Yeah. yeah. And then it stopped from 1932 until... Uh, Jay Manfield and Promises, Promises in, in the early 60s. Right. All right, I wanted to ask about this and see if there has been a category in the past <laughs> of this, Mr. Skin, Best BBW. Yeah, we um, uh, we try. There's not. I got to say that BBW, if you don't know what that is, it's big, big, beautiful women, and, a woman. Yeah. And, um, it, it, you know, picture, well, the scene in question is uh, Nzinga Amani from All the Queen's Men. And picture Lizzo doing a graphic sex scene completely naked. That's the size of, like, uh, Nzinga Amani. And this show aired on on the BET Plus I was talking about earlier. And here's the thing. We love when an actress like this does a nude scene. It just doesn't happen a ton because... You know, of the you know, there are probably not many that are willing to to do, do it. something to do it. But I, I was saying is what the big takeaway from this show, which is about a male strip club, and uh, this uh, woman who runs it, is that BET Plus is like picture like whatever you think is the most graphic show for <laughs> nudity on TV, and times it by ten. Really, full frontal nudity, graphic like. If you watch the sex scene from this scene with Nzinga Mani, it's like, did I stumble on a porn site? Yeah, the screenshot that we're looking at looks like it's straight out of a porn film. Right. It's like, I'm like, and this is just BET's streaming service where you pay an extra 10 bucks. And uh, it's crazy. (laughs) But yeah, the scene is definitely one you guys want to check out. It's really great. And by the way, so I I know you have the, for people who have asked and they asked often, you do have a a, a male site that features male nudity, does the exact same thing. And and 
We have our uh, mail awards out too at mrman.com, so you can check that out. But yeah, I, I don't waste your guys' time <laughs> on that. So. Well, we talk about actually. Kathy is as as brought up at one of the shows, and somebody it's represented here is uh, Kathy. What's the sex the, life? Sex life. Oh, uh, I know what you're referring to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and so ex- explain what the, the the winner from there. Well, uh, first of all, our, our best bud is Sarah Shahi, who stars in Sex Life, which is a Netflix show about a, she's a 40-something woman, has it all, great marriage, kids, house in the suburbs, but she fantasizes about her uh, her wilder, crazy single days. And um, it's funny, okay, so she won best bud, we could, you know, that's yeah. that, but talk about male nudity, um, th- in the third episode of this thing, this Adam Demos was in the shower, and they showed full frontal nudity. But it, you guys remember John Holmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's picture John Holmes in the modern uh, era. And he he, he it, even begged off, and he said it was a, a prosthesis, but it, but it wasn't. It had, I mean, it had to be. We we debate this at our office all the time, and we're of the opinion it was because okay. it's like it's like amazing. But um, <laughs> it's funny about this show. It had the worst reviews of any show, yet it had the most downloads of any show. <laughs> it so was, what does that tell you? It was pretty good, but it got weird. Like, from that yeah. point on, it got a little strange. Yeah, well, but it, it they renewed it for a second season, yet if you go to, like, read any review of the show, they all it ri- gets ripped. So it's really funny. But what, nudity. What do you think with the... With the nudity component, what would you say is of this cluster the best film on just a uh, on a on a movie level? Just enjoying the, the movie, enjoying the movie, n- not figuring in the nudity element. Oh, you mean say, you're what, saying to me what is what my, is what is what would stand as the best film regardless of the nudity of of, of, of your selections of all these? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, well. <laughs> Or do you possess the ability to, <laughs> to enjoy them? I mean, when your whole life is just uh, one minute, are you capable of giving this answer? Right. Well, let me give you, let me cheat with one because it's um, the winner of our best auto erotica uh-huh. is Agatha Rossell in a movie called Titane. And when you say what's the best movie, this won the Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. I've heard, of, we've heard like incredible things about it, but we hear it's like, it is a, a trip. It, well, okay, but it, okay, so it it won best film in at the Cannes Film Festival. But let me listen to this thing, and this is why another reason you guys got to watch this clip is okay. So it's a French horror film. As a girl, this actress she she has a traumatic car accident. She survives, but they put a titanium plate in her head. But as she grows up, she notices she has an attraction to automobiles. So somehow she gets a job as one of those showgirls at an auto show. Okay. And she notices one of the cars is is hitting on her. Okay. So she gets in the car late at night, completely nude, and has sex with the car. So this is why it won an award, because it's so crazy. Then they pan back. And you know how they make cars with the hydraulics like this, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. bouncing up and down, oh. and it's like it, it absolutely blew my mind that this I had never seen someone have sex with a car, so it won our best auto erotica. But you asked, 
what's the best movie? This won an award at a film festival, so maybe this is Maybe it is, yeah. yeah. It's some crazy-ass wow. stuff. Wow. Okay. The list is amazing. All right, well, we, we definitely need to hear what the uh, the big award was, and that's, is it, would that be, well, there's two things I want to hear about, breast picture and then lifetime skim achievement, and then we've got to wrap up. So uh, reveal yeah. those if you would, Doc, uh, Mr. Skim. Breast p- picture is at Benedetta, and it's done by, uh, it's Paul Verhoeven, you guys, he's in yes. the 80s. You remember him from Showgirls, Basic Instinct. And all I'll say is a, <laughs> there's a lot of nuns uh, having, <laughs> uh, having sex. Uh, uh, nude, nude nuns with wow. big guns should be the tag. <laughs> nude nuns oh with big guns. Paul Verhoeven yeah, also it's, did. Uh, it's pretty crazy, but all I have to tell you is tons of nudity. Paul Verhoeven. Okay. You can understand why one breast picture. So, the, and and we don't judge the quality of the movie for breast picture. We right. judge the quality. I mean, you know, it's the quality of the nudity, not the quality of the movie. Exactly. Now, uh, for Lifetime Skin Achievement Award, every year we do this. It started 23 years ago. And, um, you know, it was interesting this year because uh, Sex and the City got a reboot, right? And, uh, you know, they... They did a new Sex in the City, but without Kim Cattrall. Yeah. So she became, they, people were wondering why and where's Kim Cattrall, and she became in the news. So because of that, and because she's had an incredible career, we, we gave her the Lifetime Skin Achievement Award. And you forget, back in the movie Porky's, before she was famous. Oh, yeah, oh, man. She, she was nude in Porky's, the one that screamed during sex. She would howl. Yeah, they yeah. called her Lassie. She would howl, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then, of course... Of all the Sex in the City girls, did the most nude scenes. Uh, she's done tons of movies, Masquerade with Rob Lowe, bunch of stuff through her career. So we celebrated her with a Lifetime Skin Achievement Award. And her nude uh, clips from our video we made of that are really impressive. And starting, you know, back in the Porky's days, which is really cool. She was also in a horrible movie called Turk 182. Do you remember? She was like yeah, the, the, the naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she wasn't uh, naked. Okay. Yeah, but she, no. here's a story for you, Mr. Skin. It's, it's apparently true. Hollywood lore, when she was playing a, uh, a Vulcan in that Star Trek movie, The Undiscovered Country, she went on the set after the set was shut down one evening with her personal photographer in the Vulcan makeup and did nude shots on the, on the bridge. And, and uh, Nimoy, who was directing the film at the time, I think he was or whatever, uh, or maybe it was Nicholas Meyer, but anyway, regardless, found out and freaked out. But, um, yeah, so... She, Somewhere she, those exist. Somewhere those I exist. Guess. Yes. I am. I am on the hunt. On the hunt. <laughs> if there's anybody who we can trust, to track those down. <laughs> It'll be you. It's Mr. Skin. Yeah. All right. And, so yeah. Well, th- yeah. Thanks for having me. Like I said, I I just scratched the surface here. We have 33 total oh, categories excellent. to check out. So you guys got a lot of work to do. So. And the site is free. So MrSkin.com, and it's a it's a great uh, repository, if you will. Yes. For all things new. <laughs> That'll be a new category next yeah, year. Best repository. Yeah. But back if it burger. happens, I'll have it. So. You can't beat that. All right, thank you, Mr. Skin. We'll talk yeah. to you soon. All right, take yeah. care. It was fun, guys. Thanks right, so much. We'll see you, MrSkin.com. Oh, make me over. I mean, we we got like books of information on yes. on on these these films, and that's how comprehensive he is. Yeah, most definitely. There were, there were some we definitely couldn't <laughs> no. mention. They get a little bit on the graphic side, but, but uh, he's such a good point. Is that this is. This I mean, is where we are. When I'm watching Pam and Tommy with my wife, and you know, not to give too much away, but the the, the penis stuff is crazy. I, I know, and and I was jumping up and down, going, "Oh my god, oh my, god, I can't." Am I am I <laughs> am, am I, I seeing, seeing this? this? Wait, just because you see it, or is there more to it? There's, There's more, more to, to it. it. <laughs> 
Okay. Trust me, there's a <laughs> whole lot more to it where you're like, ah. and it's the actor, or uh, are they using well, it's no. A, no? And you, okay. you just have to see right. it. You just have to see it. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll blow you away. It'll absolutely blow you away. Um, are we taking a break? Uh, well, or we have a couple of minutes. Uh, we don't minutes. have to take it. I mean, we can, uh, or we can keep going for a couple. Um, you had something you wanted to bring up, didn't you? Or is it, is it I too, had a couple different things, but too jammed in here. I don't know if we have enough time to really flesh out what we want to talk about. Because um, it has to do with Kathy's crazy eyeball. Chris <laughs> Tinkai. And uh, I, I don't know. Is that a quickie or is that uh, a yeah, longer can, conversation? Whatever you want. Whatever I want. I'm sure. Listen, if we make it a longer conversation, I'm sure I'm going to get terrifying phone calls uh, that are going to scare scare me. Yeah. Uh, or I can just tell you quickly. Whatever you want. <laughs> Let's let's hear about your crazy eyeball thing. Right, What's okay. going on here? <laughs> so, uh, for anybody who who doesn't know, um, when you get flashes of light in your eye, that's like a huge indication that your retina is detaching, um, and that you can go blind from it. And um, you know, I've had several doctors tell me if that ever happens, you come immediately because we can stop it from happening, but we can never bring your eyesight back if it does once it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I started to get flashes of light in my left eye in the perif peripheral vision um but not when my eyes are opened only when they're closed Mm. and apparently that's different Uh, how so uh so so that supposedly are um do you guys ever hear of floaters yes okay Okay, so i get those all the time um I, i have for a really long time and apparently it's a version or a form of a floater i still don't really um, believe it because when, I just want to make sure that my eyes are okay. When people get eye surgery, like I had a preventative glaucoma laser surgery on both eyes and that can happen. You, you, did you get the floaters? I did not. Oh, okay. Yeah. So floaters are there for life. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've had them my entire life and they're in they're the exact same spot. Yeah. I'd need to be staring at like something white right. uh, to really see it. But they're, Hi, they're, they're there <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and you don't always see them. Right. Like, mine are brought on by stress. Anytime I'm in a stressful situation, I get them. And the doctor told me that's that's very normal and, and you'll see that. So, um, But now it's this new thing. And I left a message for him and I love him to death, but he didn't call me back. Um, I don't know why. They're right up here, right on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We go uh, to the same guy. Um, so so I, anyway, I, I Googled and at first I saw, okay, well, you're going blind and you'll never see again. Right, of course. Um, and, and then I looked a little more into it because there's... Because the difference is my between your eyes open and your eyes closed. My eyes are closed, and it only happens when my eyes are, are closed. Huh. And so what I found, according to Google, um, is that it's a form of a floater. Okay. And that it's giving me... But it's like, it's like a very bright... Okay, that's what I was going to ask. And, and, and does it happen when you're trying to get to sleep? Yes, right the second... And it'll wake you back up? So it's when I lay, it's when I first get in bed, lay down, close my eyes to go to sleep for the night. Is it a flash or is it like a refraction? No, it is a flash. But it would remind you of like, you know, if you uh, somebody takes a picture or if you have like a ring light and then it goes off and yeah. you still see like a, a little, little bit light of light. In, yeah. So yeah. like that's how bright it is. It, it, it's pretty bright when wow. you're in a dark room, you're trying mm. to go to sleep. Um, and then, yeah. And so immediately like I'll open my eyes back up because... You think it's someone's taking a, 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 taking a shots well, in no, bed? It's, it's just you know, it's just instinct to to open yeah. my eyes back up. Like, what the heck was that? But um, yeah, I mean, it happens almost every night, at least at least once, one to three times, it'll happen. So I, I, we, we originally brought this up. I suggested that Kathy somehow her family made a deal with the devil that Kathy would get all of the illnesses for the family, <laughs> right? Every weird thing you could possibly have, yes. 
Yeah. It's like uh, in the old days they had what were called sin eaters. They would take the, the bread <laughs> off of a dead body and eat it and it would absorb all the sins that that person had. Well, and mind you, my parents and both of my brothers, not one of them has vision issues. Now, reading glasses, right, things yeah. like that as they age, what, which anybody would get. But I mean, I've been wearing glasses since I was in elementary school. I've always had vision issues. I've sat across from you for years and I watch you every day. You do this little trick with your eyes where you close one or the other and you're seeing what's blurry well, you, that's you'll, my, look, you'll look through one eye and then the other eye. That's my contact getting dry probably. Oh, is that what it is? Probably, okay. yeah. All right. uh, but yeah, so you've had an eye thing that's been oh, going yeah. on forever. Yeah, and I won't get the laser. Don't even talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so, Kath, <laughs> Not question, happening. legit question here. Yeah. Um, if you were to go blind, oh, who God. would you trust to dress you? <laughs> to put you in the proper attire on a daily basis. No, I'll, if if that happens, I'll just never leave my I house had again. Three <laughs> Fashion consultant <laughs> Gary Lauer. Wow. So, um, but you haven't had a chance to ask about this closed eye thing to your your doctor. No, yet, I don't right? know why he's calling me back. I feel like he's not getting the message for some reason. Um, but I, they're great over there, though. Yeah. yeah, no, they are, and they normally are, and I, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll call again. But yeah, um, you did something to piss them off. I don't know. No, um, but I think that yeah, I, I, I think anyway. I think that it's the difference between the eye open and the eye closed with the flash of light. Uh, so yeah, there's a couple of texts coming in. It says uh, I'm diabetic. I get flashes in my eyes all the time from my diabetic. Oh great, uh, now I'm retinopathy, <laughs> retinopathy. Uh, and you are perfectly okay, Kathy, it says. Okay. You're perfectly okay. And then flashes. the next one, I'm sure, says I'm dying, right? Yeah. Another one says, flashes happen to many with ages, retina ages, and dries. I have it and normal, uh, but always get tested immediately as it's also a sign of a detached uh, retina. Oh, in which you so the, okay, so that, and you can, fortunately, the place you go to is you could literally put the car in neutral and roll yeah, into yeah. it. <laughs> Here, somebody texted and said, my mom-mom got her floater surgically removed. Oh, wow. Ah, okay. I don't know how that works, I'm but... I'm uh, <laughs> You're not doing that? No. No, just, no, just no they just out. use a melon bowler and scoop it out. <laughs> Actually, uh, Steve, you and I went one time to a LASIK surgery. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. wild. You watched it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it took... They numb up your eyes. You can't yeah. feel anything. Yeah, you stick a needle in your eye and numb it up that way? How do they numb no, it up? No, they, they spray some stuff in there to uh, initially numb. They, they, or they, they give you some drops that I think... Uh, I think that's the initial numbing. Initial numbing, and then they, they give you... I, don't, I, I didn't see a needle. I don't remember a needle. I don't remember. Oh, I, remember but I, knew, I do know they shave the top of your eyeball off a little bit. Yeah, he's so in. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. God. They get to the point where they can actually touch your eyeball and you don't feel, feel anything. It, yeah. We saw a woman who had horrible eyesight. Yeah. Uh, she came in with horrible eyesight. Ten minutes after she was reading the R chart, no problem. So she had, yeah, she had laser surgery. Oh, uh, and then... Uh, they also do the thing now where they and, and and Nick Murphy had it where they put basically the contact in in subcutaneously in your eye. Is that what they do? Is, is that what yeah, they did? he said yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, our, our blind listener Tucker had texted in Kathy and he says uh, flashing in your vision is often a sign of a migraine too. So is it, do you ever associate it with a headache? No, nope, never. Okay. Just when I'm going to bed, you get the ocular the migraines, which is uh, there's totally zero different. pain, but it's just uh, a lot of a. Uh, I mean, I guess you could classify it as floaters, but. But big floaters. Light, light sensitivity? Because um, sometimes you put on those really dark glasses. I put them on to just sort of dim everything out. Um, oh, okay. It doesn't yeah. distract you. It's it's like it, like you have a light show going on and you're you're reducing it, right? Yeah, so when, right. when it starts to come on, it just becomes so distracting. And then it sort of gets me a little bit uh, uh, scared. 
Well, it's like when you see, like, you'll see senior citizens at weddings and stuff, and they'll mm-hmm. have, like, you know, they look like the Terminator. They got these <laughs> yeah. big, big... Yeah, the know, big Yoko Ono yeah, glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I don't know. We don't have any answers for you, Kath. I'm sorry. There's a few well, texts coming in, but right. you think that's what it is? I think so. Um, Does yeah. it, do you think it might have been brought on by your menstrual cup? <laughs> oh. Maybe. And- See, not there, there might be a correlation well. here. It's not, it's not going well. They say that uh, it's for some people and it's not for others. I'm pretty sure I'm in the not category. Wow. Are you going to try it again? Or? I did. I did. How many yeah. times have you tried it? Well, I mean, over. I've tried it a few times. This is my, my second, uh, you know, round of attempts. May I ask something? Because we we we've we, you've been told that you have a perfect vagina, <laughs> and I think that's it, it, the does reason. modern machinery yeah. incapable of making mm. a menstrual cup so perfect that it will work? I mean. How much detail do you guys want? <laughs> as much as the LCC will allow. It won't open up. So you have to fold it yeah. to um, put it in place. Right. And it is supposed to pop open. And right, because it it's, ru- it's rubbery, is it not? Yes. Yeah. It does not pop open. What? It d- I cannot get... God. And so it's not forming a seal, and so it's You're not like working. you like a vice grip down there. <laughs> Yeah, uh, maybe pump some air in there or something. Seriously? If you lose the, uh, the the nutcracker during the holidays, you know where to. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this: that uh, those God bless you for having to handle all of that plumbing. Yeah, uh, I would freak the hell out. And mind you, there's a reason I'm trying all of this. I'm not going to discuss that with yep. you, but like, there's a reason. So now it's just not working. So now I got to go back to the old crap. Like, it's just it's such a pain in the ass. And yet you had a course of people telling you how it was a revelation. Well, and listen, and, and yeah, and yeah. my my one friend who who tried it around the same time as me, it's working wonderful for her. Like I, she loves it. She's so excited, and I'm so angry that wow. it's for her, not me. Yeah, I was uh, I was hoping good things for you, Kathy, no. but apparently that doesn't. How about work. a catcher's mitt? I <laughs> I always had thought that it had sounded like antiquated technology. Yeah, uh, but apearently some right. people love it. So. And, and My dearest wife, not I as much, hope your menstrual cup is working while I fight the civil war. Not as much waste as well. So. Well, like we covered, remember, they, they like the condoms, they made them out of wood back <laughs> They did. Yeah. So painful nailing it on, but I don't think we're ready to have children quite yet. Oh, dear Lord. Let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Gotta, okay, so you have to boil them to sanitize them each month? Yes. Would you guys be okay using that pot after I boiled it? For hot dogs? <laughs> I don't know for anything. Yes, of course it's been I would. Boiled. Yes, it's absolutely yeah. fine, yeah. Uh, These things don't permanently I'm just asking. destroy yeah. the metal that you use. Would you, would you clean your menstrual cup while boiling lobsters? <laughs> it's like the whole peeing in the shower thing. I have no idea why some people find that as gross. It's Literally, soap and water is running down as you're doing that. And it, all of it, every tiny trace, itty bitty bit of it, goes down the drain. Yeah. I mean, at some it's point, okay. they do cross over. They're going into a same yeah, water yes. exit strategy yes, for the exactly. house. Okay, well, yeah. with that said, are you okay with standing outside of the shower and then peeing into it? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah but, but the, the water's running. The water's sure. Running. Yeah. Yeah. I was probably in my. I do that sometimes. Okay. Yeah. When I'm brushing my teeth, I don't like to brush my teeth in the shower. Yeah. All right. And the TV, I can't see from the toilet. So I'm... <laughs> just one second, Kathy. Are you okay with, with defecating into your hand, standing in the hallway, and lobbing it into oh the toilet? God. Not in my hand. I use a plastic bag for that. <laughs> Kathy's pot. <laughs> it's like a game. <laughs> All you gotta do is boil it afterwards. You're good to go. Uh, 
awesome. By the way, uh, anyway, if someone sees a, a man with silver hair on the roof of the building right I now, it's, it's Bill West. We already canceled our meeting today, so <laughs> I think it's back on. You're right. We've got things to talk about. Right. Santa's got to go. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we, we better take a break. All right, we're going to come back in a moment, and some Bizarre file stories are up next for you, my friend. Stay with us. MMR VIP has its perks. Click contests at WMMR.com to enter for tickets for this week's featured shows. Just announced Incubus and Sublime with Rome in Camden this August and Flogging Molly with the Interrupters at The Man in June. If you're not an MMR VIP, you can sign up now on our website. It takes less than two minutes and it'll make you feel superior to all your friends. Careers. Like careers. <laughs> Did you hear that? A little bit of S there, too. Let's do music. Did you hear that? A little bit of S there, too. Let's do it. It would be Says he used a chokehold to subdue a suspected gunman who fired a shot into the ceiling of a huge Houston, Texas sushi restaurant. Is uh, that anything to get wound up about? Well, Holland said that uh, he was it's not cooked. Having d- <laughs> <laughs> having dinner on Monday night. This is raw. This is raw. <laughs> Holland said that he nothing here's cooked. He was there. <laughs> well, rice is cooked. <laughs> He was having dinner on Monday night at R.A. Sushi Restaurant when he heard the shot. Uh, He said, when I heard the Big Bang, I thought that maybe the table behind me was uh, popping champagne uh, because they were having a birthday party. But realized quickly uh, that it was no champagne. When I turned around and I saw people running, glass breaking. Holland said that he saw another man trying to wrestle the gun away from the suspect. And he rushed in to help. He's a UFC fighter. Okay? Yeah, yeah. He said, I grabbed the gun with the guy. We faced the gun down towards the ground. And then I'm like, well, we're upstairs. This shouldn't be facing down. So we point it towards the bar and face it up in the air. He hit the gunman's wrist, and they were able to get the gun away from him. He said, I pull him back, sat him in my lap, put him in a rear naked choke, and <laughs> choked him out. Wow. wow. Knocked the dude out. <laughs> Uh, the 29-year-old welterweight fighter is 22-7-0 and and won his most recent fight on March 5th by knockout. So he was able oh. to use his skills in real like, life. Like a Wild West sushi place. Yeah, totally. Horrifying footage shows a moment. A man's skull was fractured by a damaged sports car as he filmed it doing donuts during an illegal street race in Manhattan over the weekend. Uh, I, as I look at this footage, I try to figure out what the hell this guy was thinking. Oh. Uh, the unidentified that was my skull. The unidentified victim was filming the driver's dangerous stunt at the intersection of Vanham and Greenwich Streets in Hudson Square after midnight on Saturday morning when he was struck by the vehicle, which was missing a front fender and left in critical condition. Disturbing surveillance video shows a man accidentally trip and hit the ground directly in the path of the vehicle's front wheels after attempting to get a closer angle of the car and its daredevil maneuvers. So he trips. Okay. Yeah, he was trying to film. He was trying to get in with his camera. And he tripped and fell, and the car is moving around, you know, in a circle, and boom, nails him. Yeah, the angle I first saw, it looked like he was trying to lay down on the ground and get a shot up. And I'm like, why would you do that? Uh, The vehicle, a red two-door Infiniti, then ran over the man as a group of stunned spectators watched the scene unfold. The man suffered a fractured skull, brain injury, severe trauma to the body after the impact. Police described the car as being branded with the words Tyler Speck in yellow lettering, and the driver took off. 
Uh, oh. he, uh, yeah, he, so they are still looking for this guy. So, yeah, it could, uh, uh, and I don't know what this guy's current condition is right now, but it was a severe injury. We're watching the video play out now. Ooh. There it is, a guy yeah. falls down. He was trying to, he tripped over his feet and uh, gets run over. It's messed up. Authorities on Sunday recovered a U-Haul truck that was filled with boxes of high-end sneakers, and they arrested a 26-year-old Portland man. The U-Haul was containing 1,100 pairs of new Adidas Yeezy shoes, and they were stolen. Day shift officers located the U-Haul, arrested 26-year-old Rupert Cross, and recovered the shoes, which, by the way, are estimated to be worth over $250,000. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Pricey items. quarter of a million dollars worth of shoes. Rupert Cross has been charged with aggravated theft and possession of a stolen vehicle. And uh, Cross, known as Cabby, Cabby, already had pending cases involving prostitution and strangulation. Did you get all the shoes, Cabby? Uh, where'd you get them shoes, Cabby? <laughs> Firefighters joined doctors in a hospital operating room over the weekend to help the medical personnel remove. A meat grinder from a person's hand. Uh, a meat grinder. The incident involving a meat grinder sent an individual to the hospital around 4 p.m. on Saturday. The individual was initially taken to Waterby Hospital before being transferred to Yale New Haven Hospital for the removal of the grinder. We, we assume, okay, so it got caught how far, how much of the hand? You know what? I don't know, but it took a lot of people to get him out. So working closely with the hospital's orthopedic surgeon, officials said medical staff decided to have the fire crew help them in the operating room. Officials said firefighters and medical professionals uh, developed a cutting operation plan, which involved three members of the fire department successfully removing the meat grinder. So it took all these people yeah. trying to save this guy's hand or arm, and it took a whole lot of people to uh, just to get him out of the thing. Meat Fire grinder. officials said quick decisions early on the process uh, by firefighters helped ensure a successful operation with the removal. So I don't know how recovery will be for this guy. Kaylee Williams visited uh, Magaluf on holiday 10 years ago during her time on the Spanish island. Uh, I am <laughs> and, and while there, she had the name of a man that she met tattooed on her bum. <laughs> and she said, I was over in Magaluf on holiday, and we met a group from Cardiff who were on a stag party, and they were all dressed as babies with diapers on. Oh and he asked me if I could have his name tattooed on me. I said I would if he paid for it, and he did. He was absolutely shocked that I went through with it. That was 10 years ago now, and I would love to track him down and see what happened to him. So she's trying to find this person whose name she has tattooed on her ass, and she has no idea who That's he wild. is. wild. Must have been uh, a hell of a party. She does know his name because it's tattooed on his ass. His name was Daniel Ford, and she said, with all the horrible things that are going on in the world at the moment, I thought this would be a fun story, and it would be amazing to track him down after all these years. What if years. she meets him and they fall in love? Oh. It could it's meant be. to be. It could be a long-lost love type thing. You never know. All right, and then finally, we'll end with this story. We'll end with a good one. Um, how about uh, this man that was in the right place at the right time? Louisiana man jumped into action when he heard a young child call for help. A young boy had apparently fallen into alligator-infested waters. Oh. And was in immense danger. Danger, And a guy named Faniel Duplantier was watching alligators in a canal on Saturday when the incident occurred. As soon as he heard the calls for help, he knew what he had to do. Uh, he successfully pulled the five-year-old. I'm going home. From the water. <laughs> I don't want to see this. Yeah. 
Rescue <laughs> crews then helped uh, bring the child safely back across the canal. The fire department <sighs> posted about it. Uh, saying that a five-year-old boy fell into a canal while pumping station uh, at near the pumping station was rescued from the water by Daniel Duplantier, who was near the canal watching alligators when he heard the boy yelling for help. Uh, police and EMS helped to get the boy back across the canal uh, to safety where he was treated by EMS. Because those alligators could have thought, that's food that yes. just fell into the water and they were, were being fed. on him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they said spring is upon us and summer is near. Keep a close eye on children around waterways and swimming pools. And it's important to always be aware of where alligators live. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now, my friend. All right. We're going to take a break. Don't forget secret text where we have a chance for you to win WWE 2K22. Throw down with the biggest and most realistic WWE superstars and legends. And it is available on Xbox One, Xbox X and S, PlayStation 4 and 5. It's rated T for teen. So text the word secret to 39333. And let's find out if you win in just a few minutes. We will be right back. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the lesson question and give something away. How about that? That doesn't suck. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets in the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone uh, at the Wings game, which is going to be on Thursday, March 31st. And the question that we're going to go with, so, okay. We found out the enormously talented Dolly Parton can crap out a song, but what can she fart out? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. That's a tough one. Let's see if you know. It was around 7 o'clock this morning uh, that we had uttered this phrase. So what can the enormously talented Dolly Parton fart out? 215-263-WMMR. We will do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see what we get today. Steve, what's up this morning? Well, get this. Online site CelebWatch.com reporting that Sarah Hyland and fiancé Wells Adams have welcomed a new nephew. Yes, a nephew into their lives. Island and Wells admit that while they're ecstatic over the birth, this nephew was completely unplanned. (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt is teasing the return of her 911 character, 911 operator, Maddie Kendall. In a powerful episode last season, Maddie fell down a well, but every time she called 911, she wasn't there to pick up. (laughs) And finally, Dancing with the Stars pro Cheryl Burke announcing on Instagram that she has filed for divorce from husband Matthew Lawrence. Burke is taking all the blame on this one, admitting she thought Matthew was Joey. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trip. All right, let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. We had said that uh, the enormously talented Dolly Parton could crap out a song. <laughs> what could she fart out? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I will go to this caller. It is Sean that we welcome to the airwaves. Hi, Sean. Good morning. 
Hey, I'm sorry. Do I tip you guys? Yes. Yeah. Of course you do. Of course like you that. do. But let's get the answer first. What is Dolly Parton fart out? Quatrain. Quatrain. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, Sean. Hang on. Four pack of tickets in the Bevy Long Drink Party Zone when the Philadelphia Wings are taking on the Buffalo Bandits. It's Thursday, March 31st. You can enjoy discount drinks, lawn games, and giveaways in the party zone while standing at turf level. Uh, just feet away from the action. So tickets for the party zone are 27 bucks. And available only at wingslax.com. Uh, real quick, before we get to music news, a new item in the MMR Rock Shop, a T-shirt. And it's one of these last-second T-shirts. It is the I Got Scared Because Dracula T-shirt. is <laughs> yeah. now available. It was listener Frank that called in and mentioned that a while back. And yes. we just loved it. I Got Scared Because Dracula. And is at the MMR Rock Shop, and uh, along with a lot of other great things for you to partake upon and order and show your MMR fandom. So we would love for you to see you wearing that stuff. WMMR.com in the Rock Shop. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Erection. All right, Music News is brought to you by Jersey Mike's Day of Giving. It's your time to shine for the participants of the Special Olympics USA Games. So grab a sub on Wednesday, March 30th, and all sales are going to be donated to the games. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Uh, we'll start with this. Credit Van Fleet has been forced to postpone more tour dates uh, for guitarist Jake Kiska to recover from pneumonia. Uh, the band shared a joint statement saying, in part, we are disheartened to announce that these shows from March 22nd uh, through April 2nd must be rescheduled for the health and safety of our brother Jake. We recognize how upsetting this news is uh, and share your disappointment. So that means the uh, shows that were in Atlantic City, they, they are going to have to be rescheduled. Uh, I don't know what the story is on um, tickets and them being redeemable. Right. I would assume your original ticket will be redeemable. Uh, so you might want to search on details on that. Statement con- continued saying... While Jake has been discharged after being hospitalized for four days, he is still struggling with pneumonia and its symptoms. The healing process is long and slower than anticipated. Jake wanted to push through. However, doctors have advised doing so could potentially lead to further complications and a longer recovery. This is a fun story. Jack White crashed a Beck concert in Nashville, Tennessee on Monday night. Rather than coming out to sing a song with Beck, however... He pretended to be him during the show. <laughs> he crashed the show with a quick performance of Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. <laughs> White said, I'd like to do one of my favorite Beck songs from the 1990s that I wrote. And then he went into a mashup of Tub Thumping and the Proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 Miles. <laughs> then the real Beck stood up and apparently he comes out on stage and says, what are you doing, Jack? You asked me for some nail clippers, and I went out to my car to get them, and I come back, and you're playing my show. So they were having some fun. That's good. I'd like to see that. I think that's great. Yep. Pearl Jam guitarist Stone Gossard says the band has already recorded a few new tracks for their next album that will be the follow-up to 2020's Gigaton. Uh, He told Consequence of Sound, we're on our way. We're making music. I also confirmed that Andrew Watt, the producer, guitarist, and songwriter who has a history with Justin Bieber and recently worked with frontman Eddie Vedder's solo album, is on board as well. He said uh, he called Watt a total character 
and said that they all clicked, clicked with him immediately and started writing quickly. He's really talented. I didn't know much about Andrew Watt before he joined Eddie Vedder for the solo tour, and uh, he's a really impressive guitarist and producer, and uh, I was I was blown away by how talented the guy is. He did he had a bunch of guitar solos. He contributed in the, uh, their cover of Prince's Purple Rain. Mm. Uh, he really made the, the show a lot more fun, so it's cool to see him working with the band for the next record. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Producers announced Tuesday that Beyonce, Billie Eilish, and Phineas, Reba McIntyre, and Sebastian Yatra will perform this year's nominated songs at the 94th Oscars Awards. Uh, the original song nominees and performers are uh, Be Alive from King Richard, performed by Beyonce. Uh, Dos Argutas from Encanto. That's a song that makes me cry. Oh, yeah. You played it for us. Performed by Sebastian Yatra. Uh, Down to Joy uh, from Van Morrison. That's from the movie Belfast. Oh, it's great. No Time to Die from No Time to Die, performed by Billie Eilish and Phineas. And Somehow You Do from Four Good Guys, performed by Reba McIntyre. I've got to pick up that Belfast soundtrack case. is like wall-to-wall Van Morrison. It's amazing. Uh, We mentioned this yesterday. Here are a few more details. Red Hot Chili Peppers will soon get a hometown honor when they receive their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, The band famously uh, formed while they were still at Fairfax High School, just a few streets away from where their star will be located. At that time, Anthony Kiedis, Flea, uh, were both part of the original group alongside the late Hillel Slovak and drummer Jack Irons. According to Variety, a ceremony has been set for the morning of March 31st. It kicks off with iconic funk artist uh, George Clinton, uh, who produced the band's 1985 Freaky Style album, or Freaky Style, uh, and actor Woody Harrelson will be there to unveil their star as well, which is pretty cool. And then finally, in a recent interview, Gene Simmons of KISS spoke about racism and said it has got to stop. He said that America can get... I know this is going to blow your mind, but I'm anti-racism. He said that America can get better, and it will get better. Uh, He went on to say that you need to confront racism and go after those, quote, cockroaches, as he called them. He suggested that you make their lives legally miserable. Uh, He uh, even suggested how to do it. He said the guy with his drunken buddies hurling racial epithets, take photos of him. This guy's name is so on and so on. He lives outside of Manchester and works in his garage. In this garage, guess what the garage is going to do? They're going to fire his ass right away because they don't want the attention of hiring a hate monger. Uh, his full interview was posted on blabbermouth.com if you would like to check I that out. I blew up on blabbermouth. And then finally, secret text word time, and we need to get a winner. So, Kathy, what number caller is it going to be today? 14. What a, what a number. 14th caller at 215-263-WMMR. As long as you know the secret text word, you will win. So give us a call and we'll get a random texture as well. We'll come back and wrap up the show when we return. So stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Coming to the end of our day. All right, we got a couple more to go before that uh, weekend gets upon us. And uh, we also have a few more things to do along the way. One of them being our Word of the Week prize winner. Not our Word of the Week prize. That's, to, that's Friday, but our secret text word winner. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Caller 14, and it is Chris we're going to go to. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hi, good morning. All right, Chris, our secret text word, if you will, please, sir. Suplex. Suplex. <laughs> That is correct, Chris. Hang on just a second. One of the big wrestling moves that you always look forward to seeing when you were watching WWE and so on. In fact, he now gets WWE 2K22. Nice. Throw down with the biggest and most realistic WWE superstars and legends, including The Rock, Sasha Banks, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and more. Available now on Xbox One, Xbox X, and S, PlayStation 4, and X, and PlayStation 5, rated T for team. We also grabbed a random texter as a winner, and that is Liz Lewis of Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. So congratulations, Liz. You will get the prize as well. I would like to thank Mr. Tom Popper for joining us this morning via Zoom from California as he gets ready for his show on Saturday night at the Keswick Theater, 8 p.m. We want that show sold out. We want you to have a great time. Tom is a wonderful stand-up comedian. He's hilarious. And you can go to keswicktheater.com, and you will not regret it if you go see him. Trust us on that. And uh, Mr. Skin. Hey! He was great, too. 23rd Annual Anatomy Awards. MrSkin.com. And we learned the term backburger today, <laughs> which I had never heard before. I've heard of back bacon. And it was an interesting term that he himself coined, a backburger. Um, we need to do the letter of the day. So you ready for that case? Yeah, Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, right, Bob, the what, daily letter. What's the letter today? Uh, a, as in uh, auto. All right. A, as in, no. <laughs> auto. Auto. A-U-T. Okay, so yeah. A is our letter. A pair of lower-level tickets are what we're giving away for both Roger Waters concerts, Friday, August 5th, and Saturday, August 6th, at the Wells Fargo Center. Roger Waters, this is not a drill tour. Uh, tickets are on sale now for both shows via Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. So just a couple days away from giving that to someone, hopefully you. I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Also, uh, Acme Markets, you can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. And finally, also brought to you by Thrill One Sports and Entertainment, Nitro Circus is hey. coming to the Trenton Thunder Ballpark on June 26th. I love it. I've been to yeah. it. I've been to it three times. Tickets are on sale now, so get those. Uh, tomorrow on our program, wow, actor Chris Cooper will be joining He's us. He's great. He is a fantastic actor. And his wife, Marianne Leon, is going to be joining us as well. And we'll also have uh, former flyer Todd Fedork on the program. That's cool, too. too. Yeah, so some good stuff tomorrow morning. That's it. We're done Rage on, have a great day, and strap in for MM Arch Madness with Pierre Robert. It starts at noon. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bat ba 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 